It's Boomer and Geo on the Fan and the CBS Sports Network. For the Milk Four Tough Studio, Boomer Esiason, Greg Giannotti, it's Boomer and Geo on the fan, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network. And wherever you are on the free Odyssey app, good Friday morning, a feel-good football Friday ahead of divisional playoff weekend in the NFL. And yes, we've got a local team participating this year for the first time in a very long time. Giants and Eagles, and it's already tomorrow night. We are right here. This week has flown. This week started with me screaming about the Giants beating the Vikings. We have now evolved to Friday where everybody is focused on the Giants and Eagles. And it does feel like, even though the Eagles had a great season and a great record, it does feel like there's lots of folks out there that the that believe the Giants are on a roll. The Giants can do what they did in 2007 and 2011. Brandon Jacobs. Super Bowl champion Giant was in here saying that the Eagles are all waxed up and shaved up for a whooping. And I'm telling you one thing. I don't know if the Giants are going to win this game. None of us do. But this team is not going to get blown out, and they're going to give their fans a game that much I feel confident in. Good morning, Boomer. How are you? Good morning, G. I'll tell you, I uh, I kind of feel the same kind of momentum going on around here. Now yeah. I understand why that would be happening. And we all should be uh, jacked up. And, man, after a loser night last night for Oof. all the pro teams, uh, three hockey teams and the Nets, uh, you would like to think, hey, you know, can the Giants do everybody a favor around here and show up on Saturday night and win? And I'll add two more to that. Jerry's Rutgers team did not win, and Eddie the Jockey's pick did not win. Oh, this man. was a full-blown, 100% loser night. I'm telling you, I'm, I am not digging coming in here then. I mean, I, we got to do something to change the mojo around. Maybe a sacrifice or something. <laughs> a human sacrifice? A goat sacrifice? Know, maybe, maybe what do you want to do? I don't know. Maybe we could have Al and Jerry do like one of those slap fights that are seem to be oh, popular no. now these oh, days. Oh, God. You see some of these videos? Yeah, I see all the videos. I would say Al and Jerry should do that. Well, and, you know, me and Gallo did it. Remember that? Yes, Gallo and I did yeah, that. Yes. And he won. He smacked the hell out of me. I told him, go for it. Come on, do it. And he, he did slap me. So, so good for him. But yeah, I mean, something has to happen. But, you know, all those games that we just talked about, I know it's annoying to lose regular season games and whatever and annoying to lose a bet. But... You know, this is the game. This is the only one that matters around here right now uh, with the Eagles. And I do believe, I mentioned this yesterday, that it's funny. When a good team takes that week off and you get so immersed in wild card weekend and that team is sitting on a bye, sometimes you forget about how good they are. Now, the fact that the Philadelphia Eagles did struggle down the stretch, you know, they did have the injury to Jalen Hurts and Gardner Minshew was in there. They had multiple times to clinch that one seed and they could not do it until the final week of the season. So that's sort of in people's heads as well. And what also is in people's heads is Daniel Jones played the best game he's ever played in his life and the New York Giants went up to Minnesota and beat them convincingly. So I think that's where the momentum is coming from here. I think we'd feel a little bit differently about the Giants if they ended up in San Francisco this week, but there's something about the Eagles and the way that people are viewing them right now that feels vulnerable. It feels like they can be had. 
Now, is that the case? I'm not so sure. I think the pendulum has swung a little bit too far to the Eagles or aren't any good. The Eagles with Jalen Hurts or her, all of those things. Because if you look back and you look what they do well, I mean, there's a lot of damn things that that team right. does well. I mean, so the Eagles have won nine straight home games against the Giants. I'm sure you're going to hear a lot about that over the next couple yeah. of days. A uh, couple other things. Uh, the Eagles literally have one of the best rosters in the NFL, they're right there with the 49ers. Uh, Howie Roseman, uh, you know, is has done an unbelievable job. He really has. And, I mean, the offensive and defensive lines. And I told you, four guys with double-digit sacks, 70 sacks throughout the year. I mean, Daniel Jones is going to have to be the guy that we saw last week. I don't, I'm not saying you have to do any more hurt, hurt what is it, um... Herculean yeah. uh, efforts, but I, I, it's got to be an effort that's going to be similar to last week. Um, and, and, you know, here's the thing. The giant defense, which is like 28th or 29th in the league, is facing a team that has two solid running backs, a tremendous tight end, two outstanding wide receivers, and the best offensive line in football. And that's why they're the number one seed. And if their quarterback is 100% healthy, he creates a whole other set of circumstances for the giant defense. You know, he is just like Daniel Jones is to other teams. You know, there are there are times where he'll just take off and go. And next thing you know, it's uh, it's first and ten. And he keeps drives moving. So there's going to be a tall order for this Giants team. Don't don't make any bones about that. There's there's oh, yeah. we could talk about all how the numbers are lining up and the sports gods and all that other stuff. The reality is, is that the Eagles are number one for a reason. And they have been number one literally since week one. And they had a little bit of a stumble there towards the end, simply because Jalen Hurst got hurt. But he, uh, he is a, he is very difficult to stop. And I just, everybody's just got to pump the brakes. It's not going to be an easy game by any stretch no, of the imagination. No, no, no. I don't think anybody thinks it's going to be an easy game. This I just think be, it's just one of those things where as the week has gone on, it's sort of like, you know, more belief, more belief, more belief. But the reason why that is, is that, you know, the last time we saw the Eagles, they were struggling a bit in the second half against the the Giants backups and the last time we saw the Giants arrested Giants team they just won a playoff game and looked better offensively than they ever have do now remember, like, do I remember how that game went uh in was week when were they here week 14 or yeah, something they, I mean they killed them the, the Eagles killed the uh, Giants yeah they yeah, absolutely you could see it on display it was, yeah. I think you felt like the game was over you know, like within the first ten minutes, like sure. you just knew that they were a much better team, and the Giants aren't who they are today. They they've kind of straightened some things out, and certainly they're healthier on defense than they were in that game, which is in the, you know in the secondary, which obviously is going to be very very important in order to win. I think, you know, when I when I think about what it's going to take for the Giants, they certainly can't turn the ball over. They're going to have to get at least a plus two or a plus three in this game. Uh, their their special teams are going to have to do something special, literally either box the uh, you know the Eagles in when they're punting. How, you know, you're going to have to convert on third down in this game, which is going to be really hard against this Eagle defense. And I hate to pe- paint a pessimistic uh, viewpoint. I'm not trying to be pessimistic. I'm just trying to be honest about what you're well, going to see I when mean, you watch these They're games. a seven-and-a-half-point underdog for a reason. I mean, I don't think you're being pessimistic about it. I think you're being realistic about it i mean they the the giants aren't expected to win this game i just think that the belief is that they can as opposed to 
you know, I mean, how many Jaguar fans out there really believe they can beat the Chiefs? You know what I'm saying? It's, it's that type of belief that it can happen. Not that it will happen, but that it can happen. I mean, it felt like last week going into the Minnesota game, it was like this will happen for the Giants uh, because of all the reasons we talked about last week. This is now more of, you know, it can happen, and especially with some of the upsets we've seen this year and the craziness. I mean, the Giants are playing their best football at the right time, and I don't know if the pressure thing plays into this or not. You know, where the Eagles have to win this game, the Giants, you'll hear it fast and loose and everything else, and the pressure's not on them, Dude, and no one a- expected them to be here and all of those things. I don't think it really plays into it all that much, but... That's been all the talk. Be interesting to see how the rookies do. You know, Kayvon Thibodeau and Evan Neal yeah. uh, in this game. Because the strength of the, the, the Eagles, the really underlying strength of the Eagles are their offensive and defensive lines. You know, that's that is kind of the same thing for the 49ers. The, the, the thing that, you know, people understand because they do talk about it. But everybody focuses on the quarterbacks and the wide receivers and all of these other different skill type players. When you really get down to it, the game's won at the line of scrimmage, and both the 49ers and the Eagles have a much better group than the Giants do. The Giants have a good group, and they're coming on, and Joe Shane will improve that group as he moves along. And, and let's not, you know, Dexter Lawrence is one of the best defensive tackles in all of football. There's no question about that. But you're asking, you know, a lot from a lot of young players that are going to have to have their best games in order for the Giants to win this weekend. Yeah, and you saw a lot of things last week in that dome up there in Minnesota where guys were running wide open. You saw a lot of rush lanes for Daniel Jones when he broke the pocket and a lot of space for him. You saw even in the biggest moments in the game, Darius Slayton on that third down where he could have converted and end the game right there. He's wide open. He drops the ball. You're not going to see that type of defense this week in resistance to the Giants. I'm just telling you, when it comes to size and speed, the two teams that have both of that are the 49ers and the Eagles. I would even tell you that you know the Bills and the Bengals are below those two teams when it comes to overall rosters. The difference between you know them and everybody else are their quarterbacks yeah. and their wide receivers, especially for the Bengals. Not so much for the Bills, but more more so for the Bengals. But I, you know, this this is a really you know good team. And you watch, you go back and you look at some of the tape from some of the earlier games. I mean, they have manhandled teams. I mean, they have just absolutely steamrolled people. Yeah, I mean that was more earlier in the year, and that you know they have a very large point differential, which is something everybody likes to look at with some of these matchups. But yeah. Daniel Jones is not going to get the same opportunities running the football this week. He's not. And and he may he may have some success with some design runs because Dable and Kafka are very, very crafty with that. And they can figure schemes out and give Daniel Jones an opportunity. But those broken plays where he is out there and running, you're going to see the Eagles do a hell of a lot better job in containing him. And I think that if the Giants do win this game... Daniel Jones is going to have to have a repeat performance of what he did in Minnesota. Yeah, no turnovers, man. You can't, like, I, I'm, he is just going to, he'll be under pressure this whole game. I mean, and he knows it going in. I think we all know it going in, uh, that there's going to be pressure around him. And, you know, he'll, he's, he's handled it for the most part this year. Uh, but then when you combine their cornerbacks versus the Giants wide receivers, I mean, everything tells you that there's no way the Giants can win this game. But there's one thing that that the Giants have going for them is that they don't know this. They don't. They don't believe that. They believe that they can win, and they they believe that they can win by virtue of the fact that they went into Minnesota, 
after losing to Minnesota about four weeks ago, they go in there and they and they extract revenge. Same thing could be said about this particular game lining up the same way. Week 18, Philadelphia had to win the game. The game was tight. Davis Webb kept the game tight. Yeah. Um, and it was a weird kind of ugly game from the Philadelphia perspective. But all they needed to do was win to get this game right now. And hopefully for them, get the NFC Championship game next week in their building. Because they're going to be really, really tough to beat in there. Oh, sure. And I, th- I think the 49ers and the Eagles in an NFC Championship game would be a lot of fun for the audience across the country in the NFL. Not so much as fun here um, because you'd want to see the Giants move on. But, you know... The- <laughs> Thinking about like Giants Cowboys or Giants 49ers in an NFC championship game seems crazy as I sit here now, but um, if they won this game on Saturday night, I don't, it, it wouldn't feel crazy to me. It just because I've seen them the entire year just be annoyingly good, you know, make the plays that you have to make to win the games, you know, and, and if they somehow, you know, can neutralize what they do offensively, the Philadelphia Eagles, buy a turnover, buy a big special team play, something like that, then they're going to even the playing field, and they can they can win the game. Possession now. time. Possession time is another thing. In yeah. other words, you got to convert, and you got to hold on to the ball. And, and you, you know, it's because of the pressure and because of the intensity that the Eagles' defense does bring to a game. You know, you go into the game as the quarterback saying, okay, I don't want to make any mistakes. I certainly you have to be really careful, but I also don't want to speed up my game. I don't want to speed up it. I don't want to speed it up in my brain where I'm playing uber fast and making mistakes that way either. There's a, there's a balance that you try to find. And I think, I feel like Daniel has found that balance as a player. Um, but you know, I just think he's going to have to be, He's going to have to be spot on. That's all. That's all there is to it. And he knows it, and we all know it. And it will be interesting to see how he handles this pressure that's going to be intense from the Eagle defense. Yeah, and these guys like Isaiah Hodgins, and obviously Slayton's been around, but Isaiah Hodgins, Daniel Bellinger, Richie James, like these guys who have stepped up the entire year that are totally unexpected, get another chance to shine. And I think there's a lot of people that think that, you know, the, the clock is going to strike midnight, they're going to turn into a pumpkin, it's going to, this can't continue, but... I mean, I think it can. I mean, I don't, I don't believe that Isaiah Hodgins is a fluke. And he is now a big play guy for them. He is someone that's got to get 75 yards receiving in a game like this to keep up with what the Philadelphia Eagles do on offense. And that's certainly a tall task, and it's a very tall task against the corners that the Philadelphia Eagles have, but they're going to need that from them. I mean, and that's why the Giants have been good this whole year and are in this position. You know, they have squeezed out every single bit from the players that have been on the field the majority of the year. Now, Kenny Galladay has not been on the field, so you could say that that guy and Kadarius Tony they're gone. But the guys who get regular playing time essentially have been at their best. You know, Evan Neal's a guy who's a rookie. He's been up and down, and maybe you're a little bit worried about him going into this game. But for the most part, you know, everybody's played their best game. Well, just remember that, you know, you're going against a completely different animal. Yeah. Everybody knew and everybody felt that Minnesota Vikings were flawed on defense. And yeah. it showed itself. I, there's not going to be that much space on this field. No. Again, size, speed, uh, I would also say experience. And a young quarterback, the only I, look if if he ends up running and ends up hurting himself again or re-injuring himself, then all bets are off. Sure, because that's a different team without him. No matter what Micah Parsons says, that is a different team without Jalen Hurts. 
he is the guy that makes the whole thing go. So there's always that opportunity or chance, I should say, that he may end up getting hurt. And if he does re-injure his collarbone, which is, which I believe it is, and I've been telling you that for weeks now, yeah, then all bets are off. And that's, that's how, uh, I guess, delicate these situations can be because of a, an injury that a guy has is, is been suffering from. So I don't know. I just, the more I look at it, the more I, I the more I kind of feel like what the Eagles have, it will take a, uh, it will take a great effort by the Giants to win, but that doesn't mean they can't win. Just, it's just going to be, a, it's not going to be that easy. Geo on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. We've got Jerry Recco back with us after a Rutgers trip, and he is here for a huge day this Feel Good Football Friday Divisional Playoff Weekend. All the Giants fans getting ready for Giants Eagles, and of course, Jerry getting ready to uh, do his pre and post and all his big time stuff for the last time this year. I heard him warm up true. show yes. for uh, for Cowboys 49ers out of San that? Francisco. So. And there's a season. Yes, and that get is get your it. life back. And there's a season. Yeah, I mean, I never felt like I lost it, but that is true. You get a little more time back on the weekend. I mean, you've that been in true. such a routine and, and yes. been so intense for the last four months. When you think about it, very much so. Starting in August with yeah. preseason games, right? And then true. you also had the uh, the cornhole championships. When were they? They were at the end every of three months. Right? Every three months. Every three months. We're That's what I'm saying. So you had a lot, right of, lot of distractions. Uh, a lot of distractions. Yes, yeah. of course. You don't have an off season with cornhole. Just no, every because so we did that in August because there was a little. Little, uh, leeway if you're with the how people are like why are we not playing like, wow. all right we'll just we'll keep it rolling so yeah. one season ends new season begins the next week or you need to rest your arm at some point though you get a little tendonitis we in have that guys elbow. that play five nights a week really yes and uh, do they have wives do they hate their wives what's going on yes and yes <laughs> <laughs> no i don't know they like playing so they're there not with yeah. us but they play in all these different leagues that's amazing and then tournaments on saturdays and sundays maybe we need to expand your empire all right well, I we are expanding to Wednesdays, actually. See, Ooh, I told that you is true. this is what's going that on. Is now. His partner's getting all a little, we did. little insecure about this whole thing. <laughs> that I'm trying to do it now. He's, no, he's not. Yes, he no, is. No, we've been talking about this for months. I, I've been trying to expand it for almost a year now. There's only so much we can do. So it'll be Monday and Wednesday now. Starting in February. Okay. Look at that. And you can get that. involved at what? Uh, Reco Sports. There you go. Dot com. Perfect. Dot com. Reco Sports dot com. Look at you. Uh, all right, Jerry. What's happening? We man? are brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com and brought to you by HL Gross Jewelers. Shop HL Gross in Garden City or at HLGross.com. Giants, Eagles tomorrow night. Cannot wait. One of four cool games this weekend in the NFL. We start with one Julian Love, a guest with Tiki and Tierney. Yeah, it was nice to beat the Vikings, but boy, oh boy, there's more to do. Great to win this first playoff game, but the goal for us is to win the whole thing. And yeah. So that, that's the mindset, and that has set into everybody. Everybody's really fired up this week because we know there's still more to get for us. Win the whole thing. One quarter, one half, one game at a time. Let's Thank you, Jerry. I, yes, I'm with you there. Here's Brian Dable. They are not expecting a banged-up Jalen Hurts. They're expecting Jalen Hurts tomorrow night. He wasn't on the injury report, so we're, um, you know, I'm expecting his best, and you know, that's what he's given every time I've been around him. And here is Hurts himself. Jalen Hurts ain't good. <laughs> what? Come on, Giants. Jalen Hurts ain't good. Don't let him throw more touchdowns than he should. Jalen, Hurts ain't good. 
<laughs> the last thing I expected this uh, morning, but good. tremendous. It's pretty good. Well, here he is. He is pretty good. He knows they got to go out and just do what they do. Process remains the same throughout everything, but the standard rises. So, you know, we just want to kind of um, lean on the things that have gotten us here. And then, of course, when you get a team like the Giants making a little bit of a run, we don't know how, if this will end tomorrow night or will continue on into the NFC Championship game, but certainly a lot of excitement uh, around the team, so much so that even the legendary Joe Namath is uh, a Giants fan these days. As well as the Giants are doing, hell, I pull for them. Regular season. I yeah. mean, I, I like big-time fan of the Manning brothers and Archie, starting with Archie. So uh, it's a people thing. So that was Namath with Tiki and Tierney. You would think other big stars. Can this Jets season get any worse? <laughs> I mean, this well, is unbelievable. Well, but you know what? You would think all the stars of the teams in New York would be pulling for the Giants. That is not true, one Aaron Boone, apparently a lifelong Eagles fan. I think the Eagles are in a beat them pretty good. Yeah, there you go. That was on the Yes Network. So there you go. Wow. <laughs> Aaron Boone and Jalen Brunson. Both. I didn't see Brunson too, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, he wore he a Jalen Hurts jersey wow. the other day oh, to the arena. The garden. How about that? Yeah. Where is Brunson from? Is he from Philly? Or South he's just... Jersey, and then okay. he obviously went to that Villanova, so he's been an Eagles fan his whole life. That makes sense, I suppose. I mean, it does, clearly, but... These guys going out on a limb, man, I tell you. Yeah. Aaron Boone, Jalen Brunson, you're messing with the Giants' juju, so watch out. We shall see. That's tomorrow night. We will have all the action. Pre-game show starts at noon. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, all the games at 8.30, so probably around 7 o'clock, 6.30, something like that. Um, then you've also got the Jaguars and Chiefs. That precedes the Giants and Eagles. Then Sunday, how about these two? Bengals and Bills in Orchard Park. Here's Joe Burrow. Knows it won't be easy. I always enjoy going on the road. It's uh, just you and your guys. Feels like it's you against the world, and that's that's where we like to be. Do you feel like an underdog going into this game? Never feel like an underdog. I love this kid. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. really do love this kid. Yep. Not feeling like an underdog. So you imagine that the Bills will have that emotional lift once again. We'll see if the sports gods are with them. Okay. Uh, 3 o'clock on CBS oh, on you heard Sunday. What, uh, Gio thinks they're going to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, DeMar Hamlin is going to jump out of an airplane, <laughs> and he's going to parachute. He's going to land on the 30 with the three, and then he's going to take off the paratrooper outfit, and underneath he's going to be in full uniform, and he's going to start. And not in, not only is he going to start, he's going to have three pick sixes. No, he's not, he's stop it. Three pick sixes on the Listen, last one. He's going to levitate into the end zone. If there were sports gods, that's what would happen. Yeah, you'll see. That is Watch out. That's By what I'm way, hearing. Where you just described, I don't know if you guys saw the list that uh, Stephen Waldron from CBS sent us. I'm surprised that wasn't on the list of things to do in Arizona. He's got us in a hot air balloon. Yeah, I'm like, I know. Yeah, I'm out on that. <laughs> I know you were not here yesterday for this discussion. Oh, you had this discussion? Yesterday. Yes, we not. did. And, and Gio and I are doing it. Good with for Eddie. you. With that's, Eddie. That's awesome. It's funny. Yeah, Stephen popped in. He said both Al and Jerry separately pulled themselves out of that bit. <laughs> I was never in that bit. There's no way. Anyway, we'll have fun. That sounds like a blast. We will take video no, from, the, from the ground. Like, these guys never want to do anything with us. Oh, <laughs> your ass everything. doesn't want to do I'll do plenty of things. Jerry's usually not getting Jerry, a hot Jerry, air balloon. Jerry, Jerry, not interested. Jerry. Your ass. I mean, don't say stuff like because that's not, that. Because way. that's not true. Ah. Don't put me in the same category with him. Well, well he Listen, does nothing. I like Jerry's doing got things. a point. Jerry wants fair. to do more stuff than I want to do, even. Yeah, so I'm Jerry, into it. I just, yeah. I'm not getting on a higher level. always have a conflict. 
Because you're doing stuff. You just went through why. Because I, I, I have no I idle time. You have a lot of conflict. So you can sit here and say, yeah, I want to do all this stuff, but there's always a conflict. But I do a lot I, of stuff. I'm in. Oh, oh, man, I can't go. I got I got the giant, I got the uh, Rutgers basketball thing. Or I, I got a cornhole I do a lot of things. I'm not sitting, no you offense. Do do I'm not sitting home watching girls on the beach with binoculars. <laughs> Like, is that what he does? In the summer. summer I'll yeah. use yeah. In the winter. There's nothing going on down there. <laughs> and so he likes being home, and that's great. I don't. I like doing things. You freakazoid, Al. <laughs> so just don't say I don't want to do stuff. I just don't want to get in a hot air balloon. Okay, but there's always, there's there's always a skydive. There's I'm not always gonna... a conflict. That's all. Just not saying. that week. I'll do everything that week, but I'm not getting a higher, hot air balloon. That's all. Okay. We'll go to dinners. We'll do stuff. Not that. Okay. I'll play golf. Oh, you will? Of course, of course I would. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Weird. But thank you. Okay. All yeah. right. Sure, Jerry. Uh, Cowboys and... I would love to go to the Cowboy game Sunday, but I can't do that either. Cowboys in San Francisco Sunday. Here's Ezekiel Elliott. It's a lot of conversation about, about Brett Maher, or depending on what show you listen to on this radio station, Brett Maher or <laughs> Maher, uh, but it's Brett Maher. Um, here's Ezekiel Elliott back in his kicker. I mean, that's our brother. We're not going to turn our back on this. Uh, I mean, last week we ain't really need him, but this week we probably will. So, uh, <laughs> let's get together. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. So, yeah, we'll see if he gets his uh, bleep together and can actually make some kicks during the media portion of practice yesterday in the wind. He was six for six. So that is a storyline. Are, are they going to have that other kicker that they signed around and active? I don't know. I, you know, Jerry Jones said last year they had two kickers active for the Niners playoff game. I don't remember that. Um, but he said that on the radio station the other day. I suppose this guy could be. See, I, Tristan Viscaino is his name. A CBS Sports Network puts it out there. I, I think you. I, I think you have to have him active. I, maybe I'm not losing because of Tristan Viscaino, though. But, but can you lose because of Brett Maher? I can accept that. What? I can accept that a lot more than losing with some really? no name kicker that kicked for the Jaguars one week. But you just saw this guy. But know, I also saw this guy kick sixty yarders and win games for them all year long. Turned, one of the best kickers. It of, turned with him, and when it turns, maybe. it turns. I, I know. I know. I, hmm. I'll I, tell you what, if he misses the first one, you're going for two. Well, no, if he misses the first one, I'm trying that guy one time. And then if he misses it, then I'm going for two. Uh, you got to try the other guy. It's an extra point. Everybody hits the extra points. I'm not. No, I'm not doing it. I'm really? Not. All I'm, right. I'll, I will go down with the ship with Brett Maher as the captain. Okay. And then cut him if they lose. <laughs> uh, here's one other from Brock Purdy. He has really handled all the success quite well. He says that's because I stay grounded. At the end of the day, I know that I'm not defined by, you know, the wins or losses um, as a person. Like that's not who I am. I'm not uh, a quarterback. I wasn't born to just to be a quarterback and play football, and that's it. Like I have a life and, and everything like that, and I I remember that. Okay. You know what? Wait, wait, time out. Time out. Forget your life. You're playing football, man. Yeah. You are in the divisional round. Big playoff. I don't want to hear this. You got to be all in. I, yeah, I'm sure he is, but I agree that didn't sound great. I mean, you got to be all in, man. This is like I know you got a life, and I'm happy for you and your family. But this is a football game against the Dallas Cowboys. For well, God's sake, maybe this is how he stays calm during these games. He doesn't. It's not just like, hey, this is the only thing. Tunnel vision, everything else. Maybe this is why he's playing the way he's playing. You are in the right spot at the right moment in your life to do something spectacular. Sure Spectacular. Is. He knows that. He's in the middle of that right now. He knows that he's been playing, playing quarterback his whole life, man. No, I don't care about your other life things right now. Right now, it's about the Cowboys. Okay. That's what I want to hear. 
Yep. So, big weekend on tap in the NFL. Meantime, John Harbaugh said Lamar Jackson will be their quarterback going forward. I mean, how could he say that Then the GM said it takes two to tango. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> how could you confidently say that? He said 200% he's going to be here. Right. Okay, but Lamar Jackson hasn't signed a contract extension. He's being weird on social media. I mean, John Harbaugh is not the guy who's going to determine that. That is true. This is, this is the way these guys lash out these days. It's on social media. Their feelings are hurt. you got to deal with all the narcissistic behavior and ridiculousness. Hmm. And then you just come to an agreement on a contract and you go play football. God almighty. I'm so you think he's going to stay right now? You think John Harbaugh is not just saying that? No, I think uh, John Harbaugh is trying to make sure everybody realizes that they that they still think that he's a really really great player and he's just a just a little misunderstanding here and then they'll trade him in three weeks huh, right the remember first round draft picks i'll bring you back to last off season mike vrabel aj brown is going to be yeah. here as long as i'm here bang traded right after that well that's why i said the gm said it takes two to tango yeah so we'll see meantime uh ravens offensive coordinator greg roman stepped down the Bucks fired their offensive coordinator, Byron Leftwich, wow. and the Vikings fired defensive so he was gonna coordinator, Ed Donatel. He going to get a head coaching job. Yes. Who's Ed, Ed Donatel got fired, too. Yes, yes. he did. Thank I thought God. Byron Leftwich was going to get a head coaching job somewhere. Yeah, well, he's They were talking well. about, hey, remember, remember on the Super Bowl field? They were saying like he was going to be like the next mm. head coach. In yeah. Oh, I didn't see Josh Boyer got fired, too, huh? Or did he step down? With the no, Dolphins? he got fired. He got hey, fired what's down. the uh, common thread with all of those four teams right there? They all made the playoffs. And they said it wasn't good enough. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm i so happy that Donatel's gone. I'm sorry for the Donatels and the Donatel family. I'm sure he's made a ton of money. He's been in the NFL since 1925. So he's probably okay. <laughs> he had to be fired. He uh, had to get out of there. That, that hamster wheel is just going round and round oh, yeah. and round and round. Right. All these guys are going to be recycled somewhere else. Yep. I'm sure they will. Suns beat the Nets last night, 117-112. Held off Brooklyn in the fourth quarter. They got within three. Uh, not enough, though. Mikael Bridges had 28. Ben Simmons ejected for picking up two technical fouls here. Uh, here's Jacques Vaughn. He sounds annoyed. They've lost four in a row. He says, we are not playing complete games. Can we do that from the beginning of the game? When we break the huddle, can the group that goes out on the floor have the determination to be focused the very first possession and care about it just as much as we were trying to do in the fourth quarter? And then the group that's on the bench be cheering your teammates on just like we were doing when we were making a comeback yep uh, they've lost four in a row now tonight the nets in utah does not get any easier the Knicks visit atlanta tonight mitchell robinson did have surgery on his fractured he thumb had surgery wow he did yes be reevaluated, I believe, in three to four weeks, they oh, said. man. Celtics beat the Warriors in overtime for an eighth straight win, 121-118. Sixers beat the Blazers last night. Bulls over the Pistons. Michigan State beat Rutgers 70-57. to uh, Stony Brook lost to Northeastern. And uh, your Hofstra Club, they smashed UNC Wilmington 70-46. Yeah. Saw that. Speedy that? Claxton and the boys, man, yeah. getting it done. Love to see it. Maybe the picture should have been Hofstra last night. Notre yeah. Dame head coach Mike Bray announced he is retiring or stepping down at the end of the season. Araldus Chapman signs with the Royals. Bruins beat the Rangers 3-1. to one. Uh, You had the Islanders lose in overtime to the Sabres. Then I want to give you the highs and lows of a game. Okay. Devils cracking last night. New Jersey trailing by a goal late in the third period. Listen to the excitement. This is the high. Mercer run into, but the Kraken can't get the puck out. A minute 20. Over to Hughes. He's above the near circle. Skates in. Shot. Rebound. Yeah! Score! <laughs> 
Nico Heischer, the Devils tied at three. Yeah, 1.14 to go in regulation. Right, so there's the high. Then here comes the low, so much so it sounds like the uh, the road engineer forgot what the hell he was doing. Yerkasi's got it, though. He's got to the high slot. Doesn't shoot it. Pulls up. I was in the far circle. There's a shot and he scores. <laughs> and you can't hear a damn thing. So they go from tying the game with a minute and change left in the third period, and then they lose in overtime and shoots scores. And that be that. And the Devils lose to the Kraken in overtime by the score of 4-3. to three. And you could faintly hear the play-by-play guy still trying to talk over that. It's so oh, true. that was awesome. What is weird, though, about that, and it happens even sometimes in here, where it sounds great to us, and then I'll go pull something for moment of the day, and it's it doesn't come across as good because the music is too loud the way it processes. Very odd. Yeah, and no. yet it sounds great here live. Yeah, I've, I, the same thing I noticed on one of the clips too, where I watched it back on a video yeah. on Twitter, and I was like, wait a second, I couldn't hear what was said there. Meantime, it sounds fine as we're doing it. Yeah, interesting. All right, yeah. Jerry, we'll see you next hour. It's Boomer and Geo coming to you live for the Bill Ford Tough Studio. Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Giants Eagles Saturday night, seven and a half point spread. There is a spread that is bigger between the Chiefs and the Jaguars. And to me, not just because it's a bigger spread, that would be a much more big upset in my eyes if the Jaguars went into Arrowhead with Trevor Lawrence and ended up beating the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, I know that, you know, they won their division and Doug Peterson's got experience and there's a lot of things to like about where the Jaguars are at. I just think divisional matchup, Eagles-Giants, if they somehow went in there and won that game, it wouldn't be as surprising to me if Trevor Lawrence beat Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. Uh, I mean, after they had the bye. That, that to me, would be shocking. I think uh, Doug Peterson has played against Andy Reid four times and he's owned four against them. Yeah. And he was on his staff. So yeah. if anybody knows Andy Reid, you would think it'd be Doug Peterson. Yeah, I, I think he's on for. I think I, I got to look it up, but I it's it was uh, he has never beaten Andy. So um, I would I would say that yeah, to me that's the biggest upset of the weekend if that if that can happen. Um, you know that team has got a lot of young guys, and like I said, you know the Jaguars spent more money on free agency this past offseason than anybody in the history of the NFL. <laughs> I think Shad Khan spent somewhere around. 160 to 170 million dollars and then think about this he also fired urban meyer and that entire coaching staff Mm -hmm. and had to pay a whole new coaching staff to come in so uh urban meyer obviously is doing a little tv work for fox but you know they still owe him all that money yeah which is amazing how some of these owners they give these contract extensions out now the urban meyer thing was different because they hired him they thought they were getting something they got something else but a lot of these owners pay coaches because they have to get rid of these coaches and they pay them for years and years and years unless they go and get a job somewhere else which is which usually the case yeah it does it does so let's let's just say i'd let's just say frank's owed 20 million and he signs uh, i don't know with carolina panthers and they give him you know 40 million well now, now all of a sudden indianapolis is off the hook and carolina now takes over and pays him yeah, but what if he then becomes a coordinator, though? That's a whole different story. So whatever the coordinator money is um, or the assistant head coaching job is, whatever that pay, that has to be commensurate with the title. The pay from the team that he is going to has to be 
tied to that title that whatever they give him. And then that money goes against what the Colts owe him. So let's say he makes a million dollars as a coordinator. And like I said, let's say they, they owe him four million. So therefore the Colts would owe three and the Jets would pay him a million or, or Philadelphia would pay him a million yeah. or whatever. Well, that's what's amazing to me about football coaches not being able to step away is the fact that in a situation like that, Frank Reich makes the same amount of money if he works as if he doesn't work. True. And a it's lot in their DNA. They want to work. Well, with Adam Gase, I don't know if he could have gotten a job, a low level job, but he has not worked. So he's a guy that's just collecting that check and not working in the NFL. Yeah, everybody's a little bit different. and uh, But most of the guys, they all want to stay in it. That's why you keep hearing the same names over and over and over and over again. And, you know, and they just switch teams, and now it's a new, maybe it's a new voice. Like, look at Wink Martindale. He left the Ravens last year mm-hmm. for whatever reason. I, I know why they brought McDonald back as a defense, uh, the defense coordinator who went out and worked with uh, Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. They brought him back. And then Wink left. And now Wink is, you know, the apple of everybody's eye here. Yeah. And, you know, he he kind of just, like he and Greg Roman, just kind of fizzled out in Baltimore. It's time to move on. Time to get another voice in there. Try to get somebody with a different set of eyes and do something differently just to, because the, it it becomes like, uh, it's like mundane, you know. Yeah, and it's a little stale. Flat. Yeah, right. A little stale. Need to make a change. Right. But, you know, I, I would just say that, uh, you know, whoever the Jets end up hiring as the OC, there's plenty of quality candidates out there now because there's probably at least 10 to 12 teams that are looking for offense coordinators meaning that all of those other guys that were at those other places are all out of jobs yeah and this is just every single year it's the same thing but you you just hope that the jets because they're one of these teams you know get their at least top three choice with offensive coordinator and aren't down to like choices five, six, seven, and eight. Now, there was some stuff that came out yesterday in The Athletic. Zach Rosenblatt, I believe, is the guy, a beat writer who wrote this story about Mike LaFleur and what was going on there that maybe gave you a little bit more insight into why he's still not, why he's well, not the here. The only thing that I saw differently than what we've been talking about all year yeah. was the Elijah Moore, you know, you know, Saying what he said to Mike LaFour, you know, go F off and this and everything else, you know, whatever. But then they hugged it out, you know, after the fact. You know, it, you got young, frustrated players that want the ball. And I keep telling you that, you know, they're on these text threads with their buddies who are playing yeah. around the NFL. And their buddies are probably agitating the kid without him even realizing it. Like, oh, why aren't you getting the ball? Why aren't they throwing you the ball? And I'm sure that there's some discussion. Well, you know, I don't have a quarterback that can get me the ball. So I'm sure those discussions are going on personally for him but then everything is exacerbated by social media everything everything's amplified you know guys right after the game what do they do they go right in and they get on their phone and that's why we saw sauce gardner and was it john franklin myers as well they were liking negative tweets about zach wilson and then claimed that they weren't when they got caught doing it but we know that they were because another thing in that athletic article was the locker room celebrated like had an audible like you know celebration when zach wilson got benched but Jay, the other thing too is that you know you have players wearing the Mike White T-shirts. Yeah, and you know the coach can't allow that. No, I mean we could all have fun with it, and it, and it kind of tells you all you need to know about you know who the players want to play, and they they love Mike White. Great, the head coach can't let that happen. No, I mean yeah. that's like, that's right at the feet of Rob Sala. You could be Gandhi over there, and you could be making sure everybody's happy and everybody's <laughs> you know feeling good about themselves and all this other crap. But ultimately, it's still on your ass to to, to make sure that everybody's following kind of the same path 
And it looked like guys got frustrated and all the things that were written in that article were just like regurgitated for the last three months by everybody else out there. There's no like crazy thing that, you know, we didn't know. For the Bill Ford Talk Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Divisional playoff weekend. Giants and Eagles want to join the show. Want to tell us today why the Giants are going to win. If you're confident, do it at 877-337-6666. I feel like Boomer's down on the Giants' chances. He really hasn't said it, but he's sort of beating around the bush, you know, before he makes his pick a little bit later. You know, just beating around the bush, not liking the Giants. So I'm not really feeling your excitement here now for the New York Giants. Like well, even I... I am getting it after Brandon Jacobs came in here yesterday and told me it's going to be okay, little fella. I mean, that's what he said outside <laughs> when he put his arm around me yes. after the show. He, like, grabbed me and pulled me in. He goes, it's going to be okay, little fella. And I said, okay. Yeah, I said, you know what? I'm with you now. I'm with you. Why not be excited? I got a ton of friends who are Giants fans. I am going to take the high road, and I am going to feel good for them. And I'm going to be happy for them if they win this game. I might actually watch the game with a few of them, believe it or not. And you're over there, and you're like, well, it's going to be tough, man. Well, it is. I mean, I'm just just being honest. You know, I'm looking at it through uh, the prism of somebody who's been an underdog before and can appreciate the underdog nature and going out there and winning and shocking the world. That would be great. Yeah. It would be nothing I would love more for us here, selfishly. Of course. And and for my giant fan friends, I, I want them to feel the... The, you know, the, the victory that, you know, would be amazing for them, beating the Eagles as the sixth seed going into their building with those fans mm. and coming home a winner. That's why I said if Daniel Jones can pull this off, this is legendary stuff. This is the stuff that Eli Manning did during his runs to the Super Bowl. I mean, like, they're kind of in the same situation, although I think that Eli's team was much more, both teams for that matter, uh, were, were better, uh, especially on the defensive line overall. Yeah. And we're getting after, you know, the quarterback. This is why the thing that I worry about in this game, forget Jalen Hurts is going to make his place. I know that. And Wink Martindale will have some things schemed up and try to take some of his effectiveness away. The thing that worries me more than anything is the 70 sacks on the, on the defensive side for the Eagles. 70 sacks. And they had, like I keep saying, they had four guys in double digits, and they had it at all different levels. Well, they got the right guy back there to be able to move around and make plays if he's under pressure. Uh, there are a few quarterbacks that I feel good about uh, when there is a big pass rush, and now that Daniel Jones has solved his fumbling problem for the most part, uh, I'm not as concerned about that. Now, if the Eagles were playing Tom Brady and the Buccaneers or Kirk Cousins and the Vikings and those guys are are statues back there and never move around, then that's a bigger problem. But, uh, you know, here's, I guess the thing that we're assuming if, if you're taking the Eagles stance that this team is so much better than the Giants and they're really going to just uh, crush them and then move on, you have, you're assuming that Jalen Hurts is the same player that he was prior to the injury. And that is the biggest X factor right, right, in this I'll, in this game to me over everything else. I, I will give you a, a choice, and you and you can tell me where on the Giants that a starter for either the offense or the defense could start for the Eagles. <laughs> I know what you're saying. I mean, I, is there is there a, is there a player that you have? Uh, Andrew Thomas. 
Yeah, I, yeah, you could probably say, yeah, he would be one of the players. Maybe Dexter Lawrence. Dexter Lawrence, sure. Maybe. Leonard Williams. Uh, you know, their defensive line is, is unbelievable how good their defensive line is. All right, but your point is made about the talent. That That's indisputable. Wide receivers, defensive backs, linebackers. Yeah, I mean, it's indisputable, but... You got to remember what I just said about Jalen Hurts. I mean, maybe Saquon, you know, but they have Boston Scott and Miles Sanders. So they have two guys that are very effective, especially against the Giants. Boston Scott is really effective. Yes, very much so. For whatever reason. But we haven't seen Jalen Hurts be that MVP candidate. Since the injury, we yeah, haven't but, seen uh, him play that, that way. That's one player. That's I mean, I know it's you most just important. Said he's a strong, but as, long, but as long as he's out there, then they're going to be fine. If he gets See, hurt, I then disagree. goes out there, then all bets are off. See, I don't know. As, uh, he needs to play the way he played prior to the injury. This this is not you're not playing the dregs of the NFL any longer. You're not you're steamrolling teams. You know, and maybe they will against the Giants. I don't know. But if he is not. 100% healthy and doing all the things that he did when he was leading the MVP odds, then, I mean, that opens the door for the Giants. We haven't seen that guy. I mean, people who think that the Eagles are going to just roll are under the assumption that Jalen Hurts is the same guy we saw before the injury, and we have not seen that guy, and you're telling me the injury is worse than it, than it was reported. So I know that he got out there in week 18, but he wasn't all that impressive in that game. No, he wasn't because he had been off and he had to shake off the rust. I And this past yeah. week he's been off too. And I just think, yeah, but I also think that, you know, 10 days more, 12 days more uh, is going to help that shoulder. It's going to help that collarbone. I, I'm hey, Look, I'm just trying to give you an honest assessment of what I see. I know, and I'm not disagreeing with a lot of your points. Just the one thing that I think isn't being talked about enough is the health of Jalen Hurts. Like I, like when I look at the Cowboys and I look at uh, the 49ers and they say, okay, who could you have at this position? Almost every player, almost every player, I would want the 49er. Maybe with the exception of Micah Parsons. <clears throat> I don't even know. C.D. Lamb would be the number two receiver. Uh, you know, for the yeah. uh, for the 49ers. Sure. I mean, depending on how you look at Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, Ayuk is the... I would take the, Tony Pollard over their running backs. Oh, not Christian McCaffrey. No. Not Christian McCaffrey. Sorry. Come on. They got Elijah, uh, Elijah... What's his name? Mitchell. Mitchell as well. I would take Tony Pollard over Elijah Mitchell. I would not take him over Christian All McCaffrey. Right, but my, my point so is... So your point is right, because I wouldn't take him over Christian McCaffrey, so he'd be the Prescott? number two running would back. Would you take uh, Dak Prescott over Brock Purdy? Yes, yeah, sure. I think you would. You'd have, You'd have to. to. You'd have to. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, listen, the talent disparity is there. You're right. I mean, you mentioned it before about the two top NFC teams, that those two teams are probably more talented than any team even in the AFC, but the AFC teams, you know, have three of the top five quarterbacks in football on them in Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Allen. There's there's two ingredients that both of those teams have. They have speed and they have size. That's both teams, the Eagles and the 49ers have that, speed and size. And then when you look at uh, some of their players and the positions that they play, they're some of the best players in the league. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, like, but you still have to play the game for a reason. I mean, like, I would, 
I'm, I'm hoping that, and I'm, I guarantee you that Brian Dayball is, is beating that drum. You know, nobody thinks we can win. Nobody thinks we can win. It's all the same stuff. And then if they do win, well, I'll hear about that you didn't think they were going to win. Of course, <laughs> well, I'm, just, yeah, I'm no. just trying to be as honest as I can. Right. No, of course. No, I understand. This and is going to be a Herculean effort for the entire team to win the game. Not just one guy. And I don't think Daniel Jones needs to be that guy. He just needs to be a guy that doesn't turn the ball over. Yeah, that's where and I... handles the pressure. That, that's where I totally disagree. I think for the Giants to win this game, he's got to be as good as he was last week, if not better. He's got to play his best game again for them to win yeah, this game. Yeah, but just don't turn it over. You know, that's where the blowouts come in. Yeah. If you turn the ball over and, you know, the Eagles will score a defensive touchdown or they give a short field to Jalen Hurts, he's going to find Dallas Goddard in the back of the end zone. I mean, that, that's the kind of thing that blows a game out. But I, you just... You can't turn it over, and what what creates turnovers is pressure. And they get as much pressure as anybody in the league. Can Daniel Jones outplay Jalen Hurts in this game? Uh, See, I think he can because I don't know who Jalen Hurts is right now. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying he will. I'm just saying he can. See, the thing about Jalen Hurts, he could break the pocket and find A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith. And those guys, boom, g- goodbye. You know, that's the difference. I mean, I, as good as the stories are about uh, Darius Slayton, Isaiah Hodgins, and Daniel Bellinger, and all these guys, those guys aren't in that class of athlete. Hell, uh, well, I mean, you know, Justin Jefferson was in that class, and the Giants' defense shut him down for most of the game. One guy they had to worry about, and they did a great job on it. Well, I mean, they got, other, they got other players. They got not, not, not like these guys. Well, These guys got, got players got, all over the place. Yeah, okay, but the, the Vikings offense is a good offense. They have a lot of talent on that offense. And Justin Jefferson, I mean, TJ Hawkinson, Adam Thielen, KJ Osborne, Dalvin Cook. It's not like they don't have anybody there. You know, and the, the Eagles are very talented as well. But the difference is that Jalen Hurts makes plays with his legs. This this If they win this game, this would be like Eli Manning taking the Giants down to the Cowboys and beating Tony Romo. In 2007, and, 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 yeah. and the reason they were able to win that game, in my eyes, is and why they ended up winning was not only the performance of Eli, but it was really their defensive line that created havoc for that entire playoff run. Yeah, I mean, and, and Jalen Hurts is is not Joe Burrow. He's not he's not one of these guys that we've seen take his team to a Super Bowl. He, he hasn't won a playoff game. Daniel Jones won more playoff games than Jalen Hurts has. So I just Joan Hurts has played in one playoff game and they lost. Right, exactly. So that, but the facts yeah, still remain. The nice thing is he came back and he was on an MVP tra- trajectory. And then he got hurt. I know all this. I know why are you telling me this when I know hurt. it? It doesn't sound like you understand that Jalen Hurts could be a different guy this week than he was a few weeks ago. But when he's out there, they're a different team, regardless, hurt or not. And look all that good week eighteen. Uh, C in Hamden, Connecticut. What's going on, C? What's up, fellas? Good morning. Good morning, man. C, what's happening, brother? What's up, Boom? I love you, but you're being a Debbie Downer. All right? You're supposed to be all excited about the Giants. This is the second round. All right? We haven't done nothing in 10 years. All right? We're all pumped up over here, and you're telling us all the things that are negative about our Giants. We don't want to hear that. All right? We want positivity. And Gio, I hate to say, Gio, we haven't forgiven you. If the Giants win this game, you got to do something crazy like Craig, all right? You got to walk the Brooklyn Vision and shine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, listen, 
Listen, right. man. See, I've gotten a lot of I've gotten a lot of uh, yes. people on Twitter who have forgiven me. See, you could say we haven't forgiven you. Maybe you haven't forgiven <laughs> me. But most of the Giants fans were accepting of my Monday uh, curmuppance. You know, le- leading into the game, there's all that intensity between the fan bases, and you were one of those. I'm not a Giant fan. Yeah, I'm not a Giant fan, and I'm not an Eagle fan for sure. Yeah. Uh, and I would love nothing better for all of us that the Giants go do something that would be uh, monumental, would be earth-shattering, which would uh, add another layer to the brilliance of Brian Dayball, Wink Martindale, and Mike Kafka. It would be great. I'm just telling you it's going to be tough. That's all. I have to be honest. I have to be true. You know, I mean, I'm yeah. sure I'm sure that, you know, if if we got Phil Simms on here, he would give you all the reasons why the Giants can win. Screw Phil Simms! No, that's not right. He would give you all the reasons why the Giants can win. Yeah. Right? Of course he could. I know. I think a lot of Giant fans have, and I think that I've laid out some reasons that they could win as well. I mean, I, I, I know that... That it's going to be a tall task. I think that anybody who thinks that the Giants have a shot understands that as well. I just... I'll tell you one thing. If Lane Johnson and Jalen Hurts make it through the game without getting hurt, re-injuring themselves, then I think it's a tall order. But if those guys get hurt and they don't make it through the game and their replacements come in, that that's when you start sensing the blood. Do you think that it's a more dangerous situation for a Giant fan who is attending this game if they win or lose when they're trying to, meaning the yeah, the Eagles win or lose, is the is the Eagle fan more <laughs> asked to punch a Giant fan in the face if the Giants win or if the Giants lose? I mean, uh, you're asking me to like figure out the psychology of an Eagles fan. Are you, yeah, like it's impossible. Yeah, you're right. It's impossible. So I think like. Oh, you you had it happen to you as a as a, as a as a Viking fan at a Giant game, right? A Giant blowout. So, so it's not like the Giant fans are all like you know perfect no, either. But they were just like they were happy and they were happy to mock, you know. So that was like I said, that guy who ran and then did the long jump and landed right in my face. It goes sucks to be you. Um, so that happened. They were happy and they were celebrating and they just wanted to rub it in. If your team loses that game and then you're seeing those fans celebrating and then the anger sets in, I think that could be a problem. So that's why I just, you just don't go. But maybe you go and you have the greatest day of your life. Who the hell knows? Mike in Rockland. What's up, Mike? Good morning, brother. Hey, what's happening, Mike? Booms. In your MVP season, if you played one game in five weeks, would you be able to just waltz right out there in the division playoff and swing around like it was week eight? No, there's no way I could do that. I, I I was one who needed practice. I hated missing practice. I hated missing the installs. I hated missing you know the actual feel of being on the field. Yeah. So I understand. I understand why it's within. Yeah, but he 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 did play in week eighteen. But he said one game in X amount of weeks. Yeah. And it's not like he was blowing everybody's uh, doors off that game. If if they were playing the 49ers and that defensive pass rush and the way that they were pl- the way that they play, that that part of it would really wor- worry me. You know, they're playing like the 28th rated defense. It's true. And, you know, let's not lose sight of that. Hi, Boomer 
Gio on the fan in CBS Sports Network on this feel-good football Friday. Only two of them are left. Only one of them for us in New York. And then we will have our feel-good football Friday out in Arizona ahead of the Super Bowl. Who will be there? Who's going to be there? Nobody knows as we will dwindle down the teams to four after this weekend. Jerry Recco is here. With another update, what's up, Jerry? We are brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Well, we got two games tomorrow. The first one's the Jaguars and the Chiefs, followed by the Giants and Eagles down the turnpike in Philly. Uh, here's Brian Dable, how he describes his quarterback, Daniel Jones, going into what is the biggest game of his career now. Consistent. No, he's, he's really even-keeled. Same guy every day, which you appreciate for that position. Um, hard worker. Good teammate. Consistent and hardworking Daniel Jones. That's right. Now, the Eagles blasted the Giants first time around. Then in week 18, closer game at the end, uh, Xavier McKinney was asked if the Eagles have seen the best of the Giants yet. Mm, no. I don't think so. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll see it come, come Saturday. Um, but I believe everybody in this, this locker room is ready to go. And we'll see. That'll be uh, tomorrow night. Well, I mean, he played at Alabama, so he knows what it's like to be on winning big, teams, big you know, championship teams, and big games, and to go in as the heavy favorite. I mean, very rarely in his career has he ever been in. Well, and he was the one that made the tackle, too, right, on that final play? Yeah, yeah. yep, with TJ Hawkinson, yeah, with that I'm bad hand. Surprised. I forgot, who was it? I saw one video clip of, of a Viking that said they couldn't believe that Cousins made that pass because it was, you know, fourth and eight. And I, I was surprised because all the video shows, he had nowhere to go with the right, ball. Exactly. He was about to get leveled. Yeah, yeah, and that's what we talked about on Monday. To me, there was he had Dexter Lawrence in his face. He had no yeah. choice. It was either that or take a sack. He threw the ball out to TJ Hawkinson, hoping he could make a play. It was his only chance. It's just that people want to crush Kirk Cousins. He was not the reason why they no, lost that game. That their play defense wasn't, stinks. Exactly. Yep. So much so that they got rid of Ed Donatel yesterday. So... I mean, I, I don't know. Just lay off Kirk Cousins yeah. once this year. I've changed my mind. He deserved it in years past. He did not deserve any criticism this year. And now here's Nick Sirianni. He was relaying a story about the competitive st uh, spirit that one C.J. Gardner-Johnson, their safety, has. Talking about uh, even in practice, he's a chirper. He doesn't just talk to the players. He talks to me sometimes, too. I, and, I, and I have to always tell, you know, Chauncey, listen, I'm the head football coach. Like, I'm for the defense and the offense here. Like, I know I'm standing over on the offensive side. But you're over there talking to me. Pardon me. All right, you're over there talking to me. I'm on both your guys' side. I like how he says sorry and then repeats it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty funny. So tomorrow night that'll be uh, eight eight fifteen, whatever time. Giants Eagles in Philadelphia. The winner. Oh, won't you die, freaking Eagles? <laughs> won't you please die, freaking Eagles? Let the Giants win with ease. Oh, won't you die, freaking Eagles? <laughs> It's still going. That's uh, great. Sunday Bengals take on the Bills. Here's Josh Allen. He knows he has got to stop with the interceptions. There is a, a thin line between being aggressive and, and um, 
being a little bit reckless. So, again, just you know, getting back on the right side of that line and uh, being being smart, but being not being conservative. Now, last hour we heard Joe Burrow saying, you know, we're nobody's underdog. Here's Zach Taylor. Certainly sounds as if the team's annoyed by the point spread and the way people are viewing this game. We know that we're the defending AFC champions, you know, and so there, there's an edge to this team where we're not an underdog to anybody, and so I, I think that's that's. Just been the feeling we've had all season. We don't really care what anybody else says about us. Um, we know we belong in the field with every team in this league. All true. Yeah, so. that spread does not feel right to me. I don't know. What is the number? I'm not even sure what the number it's is. Five and a half. Five and a half. Yeah, I mean, that just, I don't know. It seems, yeah. I, I, well, we'll see. Who knows? Maybe the Bills figure it out and turns it around. I do think that the Cowboy number and the Bills number are affected by a lot of people that are gambling now that maybe don't gamble during the regular season because there's so many Cowboys fans out there that probably put some money on their team because they're into it. So that Cowboy line always gets influenced because they got more fans than just about anybody. And I also think that the country loves the Bills now. Sure. And DeMar Hamlin and all of that. And you're seeing these two teams get back together. And it's like, oh, this is going to be the Bills day. So I think those lines have been influenced by some some not sharp money, if you will. Well, we'll see. The late game will be the Cowboys and Niners from Santa Clara. Here's Kyle Shanahan. Now, these two teams played last year in the postseason. He says different club. They're a good team. They've been it all year. Probably looked at their best on Monday night. Expected them to, um, just with the atmosphere and everything. But I mean, they've been good by it for a while. And just watching this week, it's... Reminds me of their team from last year and only improved. Yep, the difference is this game is uh, in Santa Clara, not in Dallas on Sunday. That's the Sunday night game at 6.30 to wrap up divisional weekend in the NFL. Meantime, what will the Jets do at the quarterback position? That is the question people are wondering. Will it be Zach Wilson? Will it be Mike White? Will it be somebody else? Well, Joe Namath has thrown a name into the ring. So much so, he'll even give him his jersey number. His name is Aaron Rodgers. And I'd sure like uh, Rodgers if he's there. Yeah, I want him to wear his number, man. You, you know, do. We, yeah. we established ourselves and we got a, uh, a real respect for our numbers. And Aaron Rodgers, God almighty, yeah, it, it'd be great to have him in New York. So we're mm, name it with Tiki and Tierney yesterday. Give it I want to kiss you. Okay. Thanks, Joe. I'm yeah. Yeah. A huge compliment. Yeah, you know Joe Namath, so part of the four-decade team. <laughs> How, what, what year was that? Uh, is that is that in the system label? Two thousand. I want to say two thousand and like three. No, no. I think it was you guys no, were on the we air. Were here, yeah, no, really. So it's post seven. Gosh, a long yeah, time ago. Eight now, or though. nine. It maybe. I mean, I wow. think we were in Astoria. Still, we're still there. So that had so early. Eight, was that was eight, that seven, seven or eight? eight? Seven or eight? Two thousand seven. Okay, I believe. Man, crazy. Huh. Uh, we talked about John Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson last hour. Here was Harbaugh yesterday on the possible contract for Jackson going forward. I've loved Lamar. Eric loves Lamar. And uh, it's not going to change in the future. So, you know, I-, I don't know anything about the details of the whole thing. But I know one thing. I'm like all the fans out there and everybody else. You know, I'll have my fingers crossed and my toes crossed. And I'll be saying prayers. And I'm, I have every faith that it's going to get done. And. And uh, and we've got the best people in the world doing it. How can he say that? And on one hand, say well, he's, he's bringing. I, I gotta out. say, I gotta say, now I'm, I'm, I'm more than ever. Am I uh, thinking that he's staying because he's now praying for it? <laughs> so I'm thinking that yeah, I think that he really <laughs> wants him. I, I don't think that John Harbaugh is going to say that publicly. Well, he did say it publicly that he wants. That's him. what I'm saying. And he's praying for it, too. He is, yes, he is. Toes crossed, fingers crossed, and prayers. Is Dan Orlovsky also praying for it live on ESPN? I didn't realize that was actually a thing. I oh, thought yeah. that was a joke. I yeah. saw it when it happened live. I was shocked. 
I had I don't think I laughed at anything on ESPN that hard huh. in my entire life. It was just and the two of the other two bowing their heads as he's doing this. It's <laughs> I didn't re I really didn't realize. I thought it was just something someone made up. So. No. Uh, Deion Sanders making his mark in Colorado already. The top-rated cornerback, Cormani McLean, has decommitted to Miami, and he's going to the Buffaloes. Here was Sanders. They had team meetings this week. I should have played this earlier in the week, but we never got to it. First, here's Sanders giving a warning to his players. Uh, this is not funny. This is talking about uh, domestic violence. He ain't going to do it here. Be courteous, be gracious, and be polite. And if there's any... Um, Dysfunction of obstruction with your girlfriend, fiance, or whoever, with any abuse. That's it. It's over. Don't call me. Don't have your mama call me. Don't call Rick. It's a wrap. You understand that? We're going to respect our women wholeheartedly. Thank you, ladies. And so that was part of Sanders. Then he also had his other coaches talking to the team, including tight ends coach Tim Brewster. Is this the guy who's screaming at them? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I'm glad yeah. you have this. This is awesome. So here is, uh, here's part number one as he makes his introduction, essentially. When I say stand tall, okay, I want you bouncing out of your seat and stand tall. When I say stand tall, get your ass up. Stand tall. <laughs> so you can hear them getting up yeah. and down. Then, right, listen, what I want you guys to stand tall. You stand tall. You hear me? Stand your ass up. Stand tall. Jerry, stand tall. I'm really tired. Yeah, stand up, Jerry. <laughs> Bye, nice. Look, two hours in your, your couch. Okay, there you go. Thanks. Nice to appreciate it. Uh, here was the See, other that's one. That's the kind of body language we're trying to get away from, Jerry. Who's that? You? Everybody. Yeah. Well, here Buffalo's was, included. Here was one more from him. We come. We come. Raise the goddamn roof. <laughs> Raise the roof. We come. We come. We come. We come. All right, guys, ready? Show up. Yeah, it's fine. It's you guys, we tough? We tough. Yeah. We tough. We Are tough. We tough. We tough. Yeah. We I tough. can't take a slap. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we coming. We coming. We coming. We coming. We coming. Okay, that's great. I don't think we're going anywhere. I think we're staying right here. <laughs> we're, going. we're staying right here. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm kind of happy right here right now. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> to be quite honest. So, yeah, so that's what's going on out in Colorado. And, um... They're making moves, as they say. Suns played the Nets last night. Brooklyn looking to snap a three-game slide. Unfortunately for them, they did not. Dario Saric gets the rebound. Saric had three early fouls and didn't play much in the first half. Bridges toward the rim. Aiton guides it up. It won't fall. Got his own miss. Backs it out. Bridges left wing three, and it's good. And the Suns have their largest lead of the game. Listen, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to laugh at you today after what happened with my team last night. So. Yeah, 117-112. Suns beat the Nets. Held on uh, late because uh, Kyrie Irving, who did not play well for much of this game, had 21 fourth-quarter points as the Nets almost got all the way back, but did not. Bridges 28-8-24-14. and 24 and 14. The Nets now 27-17 and 17 with this four-game losing streak. Tonight they are in Utah. The Knicks, meantime, visit Atlanta. Mitchell Robinson surgery on his fractured thumb. Celtics were trailing the Warriors in the fourth quarter. I think by 10 uh, with about six minutes to go. They storm back and then in overtime. Shot clock at nine. Possession. Tatum we got on the break. Tatum's going to shoot a three and drill it. <laughs> Man. Sandwich, oh. Celtics by seven. 124 to go in the overtime. 
Headlines getting rewritten as we speak. Yeah, because it seemed like Golden State was in control of this game. But Boston's won eight in a row, and they have really turned it up. They win in overtime, 121-118. Celtics radio the call, 34 points, 19 rebounds for Jason Tatum in that game. Also, big game for Joel Embiid, a triple-double for James Harden. Sixers beat the Blazers 105-95. to Michigan State over Rutgers last night, 70-57. to Hofstra beat UNC Wilmington, 70-46. to I looked for some speedy Claxton sound for you. <laughs> Couldn't find it on YouTube. They put a lot of his post-game press conferences up, but there was nothing there. Uh, Notre Dame head coach Mike Bray announcing he is retiring at the end of the season. And Araldus Chapman signs with the Royals. Now, you mentioned your team not oh, doing boy. so well. Yeah. Uh, here was, This is interesting. A little Al Dukes tie to this. Okay. Any idea what I might play and why? This is going to be a goal from the Bruins. Hmm. No. No. I'll just say one of the Bruin players that scored last night is from one of your recent towns that you used to live in. Basking Ridge. No. Lindgren back. Watch it with Clifton. He scores. The man from Madawan, New Jersey. How about that? <laughs> Sam Rosen. Yeah, that was actually, you know, you, you lose to Boston. Boston's a great team. I sure. mean, they're, they're on like a legendary pace and it's just... They're an amazing team, but I, the Rangers hung with them for the most part last night, and it doesn't seem like that just because they lost. But Jeremy Swayman, their their backup goalie, he made thirty one saves, of, yeah, yeah. thirty one saves, and, and made probably like eight great a chance saves. Yep. I mean, I mean, Panarin hit him in the head twice, failed on a breakaway. I, I mean, they were right there with them. So, I, I, no excuses. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> we coming out. We coming. 3-1 no. was the final as the Bruins do beat the Rangers. That was Sam Rosen on MSG. Sabres beat the Islanders in overtime 3-2. Uh, Dylan Cousins, the game-winning goal, has him in the greatest of seasons. But Matt Martin uh, says no quitting in us. But we just got to keep going. I think listen, we've been grinding and um, you know, kind of staying afloat but not getting the job done either. And, um, we need to find a way to win hockey games. But, um our focus has to move to, to Saturday night. Yep, to the next yeah, game. He had uh, nine stitches from the other night. Oh, when he was bleeding out of his... Yes, uh, I told you, no smoochy smoochy anymore. <laughs> <laughs> At least for a little bit. That's right. Yeah. So I mean, there he, was, you have he, was, he was like licking it with his tongue last night. He's, <laughs> <laughs> he scored uh, in the loss You got to put some Bassett Trace on that, don't you? <laughs> Something. Jeez. And the Devils got a you late... You a Bassett Tracing guy? Yeah, Neosporin guy. Neosporin guy. Neosporin guy. Neosporin fan. Bassett Trace, I feel like when I was a child. Really? So, yeah. I feel like that was popular when I was a kid. Right. Neosporin now. Okay. Uh, by the way, speaking of all that, did you see Al Dukes on Instagram yesterday? He found the first aid kit that is in this building. Oh, that okay. Apparently is filled. Yo, in the commissary. You're filled yeah. with stuff. It's been there for two years. I had no idea it was there. Yeah. I know it's been there for two years. I never opened it. Oh, I have. What a variety. Yes. Bro. Well, well really, really and the, good variety. Huh? And the, the vitamins, yes. cleaning uh, things, uh, uh, ointments. They had Tylenol. So when, it first, when they first put that on the wall, the Tylenol and the Advil disappeared within a week. Of like, course. gone. But they had regular generic acetaminophen and all sorts of things like that. And they they do restock it from time to time. What it's kind of ointments? They got uh, Neosporin. They've got uh, uh, antibacterial creams. There's band-aids. Yeah. There's things for burns. Really? It's really, it's actually pretty good. Well, Sean Argument could use it for the burns, right? <laughs> yeah. They burned his face off. They had a tube of Bengay. I mean, they got everything. Bengay, really? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. 
Don't they have Pepto-Bismol tablets, too? Oh, yeah, Jerry. Legi legitimately, anything you think of, mm -hmm. they've got them back there. Huh. They have things to clean your eyeglass lenses. Really? Yeah. I'll have to go back there and steal some great. of that stuff. And we have mouthwash in the bathroom. And yeah. you guys wouldn't know this, but in the uh, in the shop, in the wire room, there has always been a fully stocked first aid kit with even more stuff in the engineer's uh, domain. Wow. But that wasn't available to anybody. It's amazing what makes us happy around here. No, I feel like they're taking care of us when you see something now, like that. Do you think that's an Odyssey thing, or do you think that is a build a Trinity thing? I think it's an Odyssey thing. It's an Odyssey thing. I think so, too, because it's right outside the performance. So there is somebody the that's handling quality control. Oh, yeah. yeah. Seems like it. Probably that Matthew Weller. He's probably the guy who's getting it done. He's, He's all over it. Yes. Yeah. Does a good job. Sports Network. Boomer's walking in with some Dunkin' goodies, which is awesome. But before we get to what he's doing with that, Spike Eskin said it. He goes, you make a lot of errors, man. You make a lot of errors. Well, this morning, it has not been me that's been making the errors. I'd like to point that out to Spike. We've got two things that I'm going to correct as quickly as possible. The first one was Boomer said that Doug Peterson was 0-4 against Andy Reid. He is 0-2 against Andy yeah, Reid. And who corrected your error? You didn't yet. You corrected yourself off the air, so I'm doing it. That's your error. Well, thanks yeah. for doing it on the air. Right. I would have done it on the air. Yeah, well, you didn't last segment. would give it an opportunity. That's so. your error. So, All right, I got it. And now the other thing, I said the, the Susie Colbert thing, and I was like, you know, like the, uh, 2003 sounds good to me. And it was like, no, 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 no. You guys were on the air, 2007. Eh, it turns out it was 2003. I thought I thought you looked it up, Al. Uh, I did, and I saw when the video was posted was 2007. Oh, My bad. So it was his fault. Uh, yes, you make a lot of errors, mm. man. So here you go. Oh, look at this. There's your there's your Duncan Hourway New York Giants. Oh, look at that. They yes, it over just for you. Yeah, the uh, the Hourway slogan. Look at that with Giants colors. Isn't that nice. Awesome. Yeah, no, they do a very good job, Duncan. They put our faces on donuts yeah. before here, with here, that. Have a, have a uh, no, I'll save it for after the show. I will save it for after the show. No, I'll save it for after the show. Thank They're you. Giants. No, I'll save it for after the show. Right. I don't want to put something in there, get all the phlegm and the weirdness and going on. So after the program, I will have a, right, uh, so I'll have we'll a donut from Dunkin'. Because you know I cannot pass up the donuts from Dunkin'. It's so good. How many of those Giants donuts do you think Marash could eat? I just saw him out all there. He ate, he ate two of them already. He could, have, he could eat all of them. There's no doubt. No doubt he could put down that. Is that a dozen? That entire box. 100%. I don't know if I could. The sweet stuff, not as much. I could put down like a lot of like uh, you know uh, carbohydrate, like the salty carbohydrate, like fries and stuff like that, burgers. But I don't know if I could eat all. You know, I never those. knew this. Now you're messing with the donuts. Yeah, but I never knew that. You just flipped one of the giants. That's all a bad right, omen. just yeah, relax. Now. Everybody, calm down. Our way. Our way. What's the? Giants. I like that though. I like the fact that they're so proud of what they've accomplished in their history. And I can't great. hear you. Oh, there you are. Um, yeah, uh, so not everybody has the same slogan, right? Like, that's the Giants slogan. I think the Vikings had a different slogan, like something with us, like we're us or something. I'm like, we yeah, suck. Yeah, right, exactly. We blow on defense. <laughs> um, maybe that was their slogan. What's the Eagles slogan? Do you know? Fly, Eagles, No, I'm talking for this, for this particular playoff. I'll have to look that up. Uh, let's go to John and Scotch Plains. What's going on, John? I'm good, Gio. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. 
Gio, you actually made three mistakes, Gio. Three yeah. errors this morning. What's that? The third one is that to actually make fun of that, of uh, EPN, that he's praying on live television. Well, it's not an error. That's an opinion. So you're wrong about that. True, it's an opinion. But if it was Islam and a guy is praying to Allah, bitch, you won't make fun of that. What are you talking about? Like, I'm sure I would. I'd be like, this guy got on TV and said praise to Allah during a football show. I 100% would. I mean, what do you? Th what, so your point is like, I'm a Muslim sympathizer and don't like Christianity. I don't know exactly where you're going with this. Not at all. But I'm saying it's more sensitive when you come to Islam and Christianity and the fact that you made fun of that. Maybe the family, the injured family, respect that and appreciate that. Good, the and they can. And I can think it's hilarious. But that's what's great about being a sentient adult, isn't that true, John? It is true, but I think right. it's more about about sensitivity about someone's religion to actually make fun of it. Yeah, I, you know what, you know what, John, but that's what I'm going to do. And and you could not like it, and I cannot like him praying on television. I thought it was one of the dumbest things I've ever seen on sports TV. It made me laugh. It was hilarious. And, John, the sooner that you figure out that not everybody is going to believe and respect the things that you believe in, the easier your life is going to be. I totally get you. That's your opinion, Gio. I respect that. Okay. Uh, next time, keep in mind that, you know, maybe someone would, would actually appreciate that and to actually say that it's stupid and make fun of, oh, I mean, it's just, it is, it is. Yeah, John, I'm, I'm going to continue to say that it's stupid because I think that it is. So I'm not really interested in how somebody feels about that. So, like, that's how I feel. Like, I just think that if someone getting on a football show on TV and taking the time to sit there and pray is dumb and it's hilarious to me. And I'm not going to think twice about saying that again, because that's what I believe. There's a time and a place for that stuff. If you believe things, go for it. Go to your church. Do it. Joel Osteen and some of these guys have their TV shows. That's what they're there for. Dan Orlovsky's there to break down how you get a tight end open against the zone defense. He's not there to sit there and pray to a God that not everybody believes in. I mean, and if someone did, I mean, if there was, if Dan Orlovsky was like, all praise to Allah, or Dan Orlovsky was like, you know, I'm going to take a couple minutes to pray to my God, Ron L. Hubbard, because I'm a Scientologist, and you think I wouldn't bring that up and make fun of it? L. Ron kidding. Hubbard. <laughs> What? what did I say? L. Ron Hubbard. L. Ron Hubbard, what's right, his right. name? That, that's another he said mistake. Ron L. Oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, L. Ron that, Hubbard. That's another mistake you just yeah, made. You make a lot of errors, man. All right, L. Ron Hubbard. You make a lot of errors, man. <laughs> you know, I would be, of course I would make fun of it. Come on. I mean, what, like, geez. Like, I just, I just don't, I, I don't understand. A lot of people are going to think twice about it. No, I'm not going to think twice about it. I wonder which it. of the 45,000 versions of Christianity he was really right. going for. Right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, are you an Old Testament guy? Are you a New Testament guy? Like, what, what are we, what are we doing here? You know, it's just, it's just silly to me. And, and if you, if you really are, you know, believing in all the things that the Bible has told you, then you should accept the fact that I, have a different opinion on it. Unless it's the Old Testament. Well, the Old Testament's different, right? I'm going straight Maybe to hell. Throw a rock at your head. Right, straight to hell. I will kill you. You go straight to hell. You will burn in a fire of eternity, and that will be the end of it. So, sorry. Sorry. Go to church on Sunday and hang out with your friends, and that's fine. You want to go to hell? Go to the Eagle game on Saturday night as a Giant fan. <laughs> that's right. That will be your living hell. Unless they win. 
and then it'll be heaven again for the New York Giants. You know, fan. but uh, faith is a good thing, my man. Faith is a good thing. That's the way I look at it. In sports teams or in... I just, in, in general, in life. Yeah, um, okay. For you, for you, that's yeah, fine. Yeah. But I, I... I have proof. You... you <laughs> 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 All right. I mean, fine. You could you could have that. But I mean, if you ever started praying on this show like yeah, Dan Olofsky did, I would be laughing in your I face. Wouldn't, I wouldn't do that here. Right. And, I, and I'm not overly religious. I don't follow any particular, you know, uh, what's the word I would be looking for? It would be I'm not, look, I'm not walking in the shoes of other people that are yeah. much more significantly impacted that way. Sure. I don't have a routine in, in a gotcha. sense. Mm -hmm. But I do have a miracle. Okay, yeah, that I I would say the same thing about about that what you're talking about, but so, that doesn't mean that it was created by someone no. that we've never seen. No, I'm not saying that either. I think yeah. uh, given a uh, a personality of just going after something, grinding, and never being told no, sure, that kind of thing. Yeah, that built-in thing that we all have, you know. Yeah, but when I see Casper, that's my miracle. There you go. That's, that, and all I could say is back in 1993. But believe it or not, there was a moment there where I was praying, just please give me the opportunity to go out and do whatever I could. Sure, of course. And now here I am, 30 years later. And with the help of science and yeah, drugs. Well, of course. Yes. yes. And yeah. with a lot smarter people than me. Yes, people, yes. People raising money and supporting the cause and doing yeah. all the things that good humans do. Science and cash. Science, science and, and cash. cash. That's right. About, it's all about the do-re-mi. Ba-boom. Ba-boom is right. All right, Boomer and Geo coming to you live for the Bill Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. A feel-good football Friday. Giants and Eagles tomorrow night is going to be absolutely nuts. Leading up to the game, kickoff during the game. Lots of people will be out watching. Bars are going to be packed. And that is the great thing, even though I was so bummed out about the Giants beating my team. That is the great thing about having a local team involved in big games like this because you feel it everywhere you go in the tri-state area. I mean, Al lives way the hell down in on the Jersey Shore. I live way the hell out on Long Island. There's people all over the five boroughs that are all going to be into this game one way or another. Jets fans that probably don't want to see their Giant fan friends get another victory. Giants fans that are going absolutely crazy saying this is 2007 all over again. It's people gambling on the games. It just it provides a spark that we're feeling this morning and the excitement of it. And Monday morning, that could be it. It could be it. It could be the last time we're talking about a local football team playing this season. But, but... It could be another miracle, and we'd be sitting here talking about championship weekend with the Giants in it. I do think that this game will be close. I do think that that 7.5 is a number that the Giants can cover. Picking them to win the game, I'll save that for the end of the show and our pick segment. But I'll tell you right now, I am going to pick the Giants to cover because I don't see another blowout like we saw at Giants Stadium a few weeks ago when Jalen Hurts was still healthy. Well, um, I'm glad you feel that way. I will say this. For all my Giant fan friends in my life, because I have no skin in the game in a sense that uh, I'm not a Giant fan. Yeah. And I don't dislike the Giants. I actually like the Giants and appreciate mm -hmm. everything that Wellington Merritt did to get the NFL to where it is today. It had to start somewhere. <clears throat> and you had somebody who had a much better 
bigger view than many people during his time when he was originally owning this team uh, than, than back then. Uh, there were very few of those people. He was one of those people that saw the future, and he was the one that was essentially the foundational owner of this whole thing that we call the NFL today. So I've always appreciated that, always appreciated the Marin Tisch families. Um, I know that they've always tried to run their franchise the right way, hence the our way New York Giants, you know, donuts here this morning and things of that nature because they, they're sending a message that we're the Giants. And my Giant fan friends are mostly older guys who have been through the bad years in the 70s, the good years in the 80s, the better years, you know, in the in the 2000s when they get to, to the Super Bowl in 7 and 12. But <clears throat> so I'm happy for them because I can feel it. They're in the mix. Like they're texting, you know, they're they're all over me talking about this guy, that guy, this coach, and they love their coach. They absolutely love their coach. And, you know, when was the last time we, we could say that really about anybody around here? <laughs> Joe Torre after he won like his fourth World Series? I think that the Met fans love Buck Walter. I think for one year, yeah. I think it was he got off to a good start, 101 wins. Well, this yeah. is one year for Brian Dable, too. Yeah. So I think those are two guys that would be the examples. The Jets have not had a coach that they have loved since, what, Bill Parcells? No, Rex Ryan. Well, they yeah, they did love Rex for a while. It ended poorly, though. But, but the fans did the love him. the dynamic and bombastic personality was yeah. going to end eventually. They did love him. I mean, the Giants loved Tom Coughlin, of course. Did not love anybody after Tom Coughlin I think until Barry right Trotz now. was loved by Islander fans. <clears throat> yeah, because they were very shocked when he was let go. I do think that they, they liked him very much. Torts? I love Torts, personally. Yeah. So. But the bottom line is, your point is that... It's few and far between that the whole fan base loves a guy. Right, even when a guy is successful. Like, yeah. Aaron Boone's successful. Yep. But for some reason, there's a part of the fan base that just, like, is, is done with Aaron Boone. Well, because he's not successful enough, and they keep mm-hmm. losing to the same team, and he doesn't have that fiery personality, and it annoys people, and all of that. All right, you and I are Knicks fans. We like Tom, uh, Tom Thibodeau? I could do without him, personally. Really? Yeah, I'm done with him. Uh, you're, now you're done with him. Yeah, I am. I don't, I just, he's... I don't like some of his rotations. I don't like some of his rules. I don't like. I, I just. I don't know. It's he's okay. I don't need. I could. I could take him or leave him at this point. I don't hate him. I don't think it's like he has to be fired. I'm just not, not like Fisdale. <laughs> God. Um, yeah, not like that. I just. I. I don't agree with a lot of the stuff he does. I hate when he buries talented guys on the bench for reasons that only make sense to him. Defense, defense, defense. Yeah, I know, hustle. but he doesn't ever give him a chance. Yeah, That's the problem. Listen, man, defense, hustle. You got to want it, man. Well, whatever. So, I mean, do you love Tom Thibodeau? Do I love him? I kind of, I, I, I do like him. Okay. I do like him. I will say that. But no, nobody's on the pedestal of Brian Dable right no, now. No, 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 I don't think so. And even if they lose this game, he's still going to be that guy. He's still going to be loved. And that may change next season if things don't go the same way or there's questionable decisions. Or maybe he turns into that guy that will forever be beloved because he brings another championship to the Giants. Well, let's face it. When Brian Dable was given a job, you know, mandate number one by John Mara was, look, we got to figure this quarterback out. And as John Mara said, when he did finally hire Brian Dable, you know, we screwed this kid up six ways to Sunday. So mm-hmm. we have to get him right. And they have gotten him right to a point where he doesn't turn the ball over. And they've gotten him running the ball smarter uh, than he had the previous three years. So they have gotten the maximum out of Daniel Jones right now. And that performance last week against Minnesota was awesome. It was an awesome performance. Now going on the road and winning this game 
It's it's I, I, it's going to be akin to I I think Eli Manning winning the championship game at San Francisco. It's going to be physical. It's going to be nasty, and it's going to take a yeoman's effort uh, by the entire team to win the game. But it's going to take that quarterback to stand in there, and you know, and he's playing again like I, he doesn't. He's not playing. You know, with Garrett Wilson, he's not playing with uh, Devontae Adams. He's not playing with Steph Diggs or Jamar Chase or T. Higgins. I mean, he's out there with basically guys that are trying to find their way in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I think he's got to have another game where he's rushing for close to 70 yards again. I mean, I really believe this, that. This defense is so much faster. I know, I, and I, I I agree, and it's going to be tougher, and that's why I think that's that's going to be a major challenge for them, but... You know, for him to and this offense to be at its best, he's got to be doing that. He has to be. I mean, that's that's the major weapon. He he won that game. You know, with essentially he put the team on his back. Yeah, but you even said that you thought that there were times in that game where you thought the magnets were in the helmets that were repelling yeah, each other. Yeah, because where were the defensive players? Not, were they actually at the game? Yeah. I mean, like you just wonder, like, how is a guy in the middle of the football field? And and he doesn't have anybody within 30 yards of him. I mean, you're sounding exactly like me. And this is why I believe it's scheme. I don't believe that it was totally talent. I do think that some of it was talent, but to me it was scheme. And they never, ever, ever changed it. And that's why they fired their offensive coordinator. So Defensive coordinator. Defensive coordinator. I, they I, ne- I, I never thought that they ever believed in their defense. Never. How could you? I mean, God, and they were opportunistic throughout the year, and that's what sort of made them get to that 13 wins and why people never believed in them because they'd win games with these crazy things and turnovers would happen. If they don't get the turnovers, they were awful. So, yes, there's way more room against a Vikings defense than an Eagles defense. We understand that. But if you're going to get to the NFC Championship game, Daniel Jones is going to have to do the same thing he did against a bad defense against a good defense. That's only my point. So it'll be a lot harder. Yeah, all right. Let's go to Adam and Dix Hills. What's going on, Adam? Hey, good morning, guys. I'm looking forward to this weekend. Lots of football to watch. Um, Giants game in particular. So I'm kind of old, and I go back to the 80s. Remember, like, you know, the 85 Bears and their defense, (laughs) the 86 Giants and their defense, right? Defense wins games, doesn't it? Yeah. So I look at the Giants team and I say to myself, do they have the defenders to go to the next round and beyond? And I don't know. I mean, you know, Daniel's doing great. And the offense is humming. But can the defense step it up to the level of an LT, Leonard Marshall, Carl Banks, the good old boys who really won the Super Bowl for the Giants? <laughs> And don't forget about Justin Tuck and Michael Strahan and all those guys too. I mean, yeah, you know, I that's, love this. I, 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 the Giants' defensive line is 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 really good this year. Now, is it to the level of that the 2017? Probably not. But let's not make. Like, if you want to talk about weaknesses, the, the, let's go to the the linebackers. This defensive line and Ojolari being healthy would really have helped them. But I mean, they've got three legit defensive lineman there and Dexter Lawrence is become one of the best defensive tackles in the game and and Thibodeau we have seen him get going he's had some disruptive games and Leonard Williams has been a great player for several years now so I I don't that that is a strength for the Giants in this game I mean there's plenty of weaknesses a strength is that defensive line yeah just get one of these other kids out in space behind them and the linebackers uh you know now all of a sudden you're asking for problems yeah. All right. Let's go to uh, Manny in New Ham- New Hampshire. What's up, Manny? Good morning, fellas. How you doing today? Good, Manny. What's up? 
Hey, listen, I'll, I will explain, uh, how can I say, historical hatred for the Eagles. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but don't they still have that picture of Charlie Bednarik, you know, Charlie the Clutch, right. uh, standing on top of Frank Gifford, almost dead. Do they have that? Do they have I'm that sure they have it somewhere. Yeah, of course they, have they, have yeah. they still have it in the, in the locker room. I've heard they still have that in the locker room to give the Dirty Birds incentive. Is that true or not? I see. Yeah, I don't. I don't I'm know. I'm not about sure, that. but that's like just an iconic picture of football. You know what I'm saying? Just one old of those time things. Football. Old time football. Now, I mean, Frank Gifford ended up, you know, having a very long life after that. Oh, yeah. It's not like he died on the field that day. So, I mean, if I were the Eagles, I would probably have that picture up as well. I mean, that was a great moment in history, and it was just the, the him like celebrating with the arm up and Gifford on the ground is sort of. Akin to like the Muhammad Ali famous photo. Yeah, it's almost akin to the Kayvon Thibodeau Snow Angels next to Phil, uh, Nick Foles. Come on, stop it! Not even, not even close, man. Uh, Mike and Massapequa, what's going on, Mike? Hey guys, how's it going? Good. All right, Mikey, what's happening? Boomer, this is very reminiscent of about uh, what 2011-12 run. You know, Bacha Galoop. Back on the back on the prowl. The Giants are back at it here. You know, we get past these Eagles tomorrow. We're gonna make a nice run. I got I got news for you. Oh, good good I luck, know, Mike. Mike. I you know, listen. I hope Bachikaloop Jones has a great game. Bachikaloop, Bachikaloop, Yeah, Bachikaloop. Yeah, we hope Bachikaloop plays well today <laughs> or this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I mean. If you win this game, you might face the 49ers. Then that's going to be an even bigger task, in my opinion, than what this is. Well, both both one of week the ones that the Giants went on, especially yeah. the 07 run, right. was, was, was ridiculous. It's the greatest postseason run in NFL history. Yeah, 100%. Undisputed. That's DNA. That's right. championship DNA. Championship DNA. You're talking ability. about that, and that's exactly what it is. Uh, Parks in Pennsylvania. What's up, Parks? Hey, Gio. I owe you a huge thank you. So... Long story short, grew up on the uh, South Shore, Long Island, lived in Foreign Park the last four years, but because of a work opportunity in this past November, I moved deep into enemy territory, and I currently live outside of Philadelphia. And I've got a five- and seven-year-old daughter, and they go to a Catholic school, and the deal today was they were able to go to school, dress down, and they can wear football gear. So we're sitting at the dinner table last night, and my seven-year-old comes over to me. She's like, Daddy, I think I want to wear my Saquon Barkley jersey. Ooh. And given everything that I've heard this week from you and others, I'm like, how can I do that to my seven-year-old daughter? How can I send her to school being there three months in a Giants jersey? So, so the good news is we agreed that she'd go in neutral and that she'd wear the Giants jersey this week. And we went up to New Jersey to uh, watch the game there. All right, so she did not, she's not at school this morning with the Saquon jersey on. Yeah, because I'm just thinking to myself, how can I send a seven-year-old girl, yeah. you know, two months into her new school, two months yeah. plus, in a giant shirt? Now, I do you th- think, like, thing. the other seven-year-olds there would hold it against her? Like, what is the age? Well, that's where these kids are taught in Philadelphia. Yeah, I guess. You know, I guess you're right. Exactly. You might as well play it safe, Parks. You might as well play it safe. Exactly. Any other city? I would have been very comfortable with that, but just, you know, given what I know here, uh, I just think don't, that's 
that's not something I was going to allow her to do. Yeah, and listen, it's family first. Protect your daughters no matter what you do. That's the number one thing. So I think that you made the right move. Tell me, came out of that Winter Classic. We formed a cocoon around Sydney. You know, she was like 10 years old. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even imagine. I, I really can't. And we were all wearing our Ranger stuff, too, man. That was yeah. That was amazing. Hi, Born Geo on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. We are here, a feel good football Friday. Jerry Recco is back with us with another update. What's going on, Jerry? We are brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. The storylines remain the same, just the sounds change. Jaguars, Chiefs tomorrow, then tomorrow night, Giants, Eagles from the link. Julian Love with Tiki and Tierney in his normal weekly spots. As you know, even if Jalen Hurts isn't 100%, at the end of the day, he is still Jalen Hurts. He, he makes their offense go. He's a talented player. Like you said, he was playing an MVP, MVP pace all year. And he's going to have to earn it. I mean, that's as simple as I could put it. You know, whether he's hurt or not, whether he's feeling it or not, yep. he's going to have to earn everything he gets because that's our Jalen Hurts ain't good. Come on, Giants. Jalen Hurts ain't good. Don't let him throw more touchdowns than he should. Jalen Hurts ain't good. <laughs> Not bad for an MVP candidate. Yeah, <laughs> 32 of 35, 357 yards, three passing TDs, two rushing. You'd have to come back and do that over next week and say, Jalen Hurts is really good. <laughs> that, that would be something. Here's Brian Dable. My quarterback is Daniel Jones, and he is calm, cool, and collected. And nothing really rattles him. I think he's been through a... A lot of different things in his career, and I think he just, you know, players look to him because he is that consistent voice. Um, How about that? How about they that? They look to him for that consistent voice. Yeah, he's come a long way. I cannot wait till the Giants play another game so I could stop seeing these highlights. I mean, every single day I've seen the same highlights, and it pisses me off all over again. Actually, if Stephen had a sense of humor, this is what he would continue with. <laughs> and, you know, you watch these highlights, I'm oh, reminded just how well God. Daniel Jones threw the ball that yes, game. Yes, he did. I mean, yes, that's about did. as well as I've ever seen him throw the ball in the field. Now, I'm sure there have been other games where he's been that good. But he was consistently good from the first quarter to the fourth quarter. On point, as they say. And, you know, Stephen, I know that Eddie's not there, but Stephen, just listen. You don't need to respond back. You know, the Giants did play other football games this year. You know, yeah, they they, they played an entire regular season in, in, in which you could draw from. Stephen, good morning, Stephen. Are you there? Good morning, boys. Yeah, you know, there's a bunch of other highlights that have uh, accumulated throughout the year. You could play those highlights as well. You don't have no, to keep showing me the same highlights. I can't. What do you mean no, you can't? You've been playing them the whole year. It's a seven day highlight window. Seven-day highlight window. Weeks. I don't believe you at all. Is that even for games that they appeared on CBS? Yes. Wow. Well, you know what? That's stupid. For that kind of money that you pay for these yeah, contracts? Like, Stephen, who makes that rule? Who made that rule? The NFL. Why would the NFL want to uh, like not allow us, as an NFL partner, play their highlights from throughout the year? Especially when you can go to YouTube and watch any highlight of any game you want. Exactly. I abide by the rules. I'm not sure. He is a rules guy, Stephen Walton. I know he's a I rules a guy. Rules guy. You want to go protest out in front of the NFL? <laughs> no. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Stephen. We'll talk to you later. 
Um, yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> he just pulled a Buchanan on you. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Anyways, that'll be tomorrow night. Then Sunday, you got another doubleheader. Bengals and Bills first. Here's Joe Burrow. Knows that Bills defense specifically. When you get inside the 20, quite uh, tough to crack. Try to keep everything in front and limit the big plays. And when you get down into the red zone, that style of defense is really effective because you shorten the field. Uh, and they can play a lot more aggressive in their zones. Absolutely. Here is uh, Bills head coach Sean McDermott talking about Burrow now. You know, that kid's really something. Joe and, and what he's accomplished to this point as a, as a quarterback in this league and, um, you know, extremely smart, accurate. Um, the list goes on. List Joe goes Barrow? On. No, Joe <laughs> Burrow, not Barrow. So that should be a heck of a game on uh, Sunday afternoon, late in the afternoon. Then in the evening, you've got the Cowboys and the Niners from Santa Clara. Here's Dak Prescott ready for the challenge. No? What's the minute? Oh. <laughs> the CBS. What's funny is you look like you're from the 50s. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the black and white. It's a black and white picture that CBS Sports Network put up of all the Bengals quarterbacks in playoff history. So Are they doing that on purpose? Of course, yeah, of they course. Are. yeah, Stephen, thank you very much. I appreciate that. I'm not going. Never mind. Saying what I was going to say. <laughs> it's going to be you and Geo in the hot air balloon. Right. Okay. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, this is what I wanted to play for you last hour, actually. It was Patrick Peterson Okay, that said what he said about uh, Kirk Cousins in that fourth and eight play. This was on the All Things Covered podcast. Yeah, except the Giants wide receivers. Uh, in this case, you are correct. He basically is like, what did what did Cousins just do? When I saw it, the only thing I could think of, I was like, uh, he must have didn't know how, how, how you know, what the, what down it was. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I haven't heard his you know, explanation um, about it. Uh, as of yet, but on the side, I was like, it was just, it just took me back, you know, because I was just shocked that, you know, we threw the ball, you know, three yeah. yards, we needed eight. All right. So, All right. what, what's your explanation for playing so far off the wide receiver? Right. He had a oh horrible game. He got beaten every which way. Made, couldn't make a tackle. Isaiah Hodgins beat him like a drum. I mean, we're not talking about Jerry Rice. We're talking about Isaiah Hodgins killed him in that game. I could make a case. That Patrick Peterson was the worst player on that defense on Sunday, and he's coming out and criticizing Kirk Cousins, who's getting for his one game. for one play, right? For one play, Correct. and by the way, what one play that was being influenced by like maybe the largest man on the field? Yeah, I mean that is that is bad. That is really bad. And I I liked Patrick Peterson's leadership and everything else, but he is that done. That's not leadership. He's right cooked. There. And this now, I mean, he did have it during the year. I'll, I'll give him that. But this, that was awful. I mean, taking you aback. I mean, I, I, the fact that you guys got trucked on defense. That's what took everybody else aback. He can't be on this team next year. Not only because of those comments, but the way that he played. That's horrible. Well, you know, that, that defense got trucked all year. Yes, they did. 100%. And, and he made a couple of key interceptions, including the one in the Buffalo game. He did have one in the first Giants game. But he could not have been worse in that playoff game. I mean, I, the fact that he pointed the finger somewhere else is, I mean, that, I, I lose a lot of respect for him with that. Meantime, uh, Ravens head coach John Harbaugh at one point said, um, 200% for sure that Lamar Jackson will be back next year as their quarterback. Also then said he's praying that Lamar Jackson is back as their quarterback. Mm. And another point said he hopes that Lamar Jackson is back as their quarterback. Here's their GM, Eric Costa. He was asked about a possible deal if that happens to present itself. If it doesn't happen by the tag deadline and you tag him, are you willing to entertain trade offers about Lamar Jackson? 
You know, that's something that we're not going to talk about at this point. Um, I talked to Lamar today, as I said, and our focus right now is really to get a long-term deal done. So we'll see. Not going to discuss that now. So who knows? He could have said no to that. He could have said no. He did not say no. Like, I, I remember when Brian Reynolds of the Pittsburgh Pirates requested a trade. The GM over there, whoever it is now, is was like, we're not trading him, so I don't care what he thinks. He just basically flat out said he's here, he's under contract, yeah. and we're not going to trade him. And they haven't yet. That makes it sound like they will listen. Well, you know, yeah. who else said we're not trading them is uh, Joe Douglas about Denzel Mims and Elijah Moore. We're not trading them. So stop. And he didn't trade him. And he didn't. Right, exactly. He actually was true to his word, yeah. Ravens uh, offensive coordinator Greg Roman did step down, so he is out there for whoever You know what the like. Jets should do? They should hire both Greg Roman and Nathaniel Hackett. And then if they get Aaron Rodgers, they fire Greg Roman. And then if they get Lamar Jackson, they fire Nathaniel Hackett. <laughs> you know? Just make sure you're covered on both ends. And just have both those guys there as co-offensive coordinator until, uh, you know, you figure out your quarterback. You'll get Brian, Byron Lefferts, too, and you got Brady in the mix. <laughs> That's right. Who knows? What the, hell? Of them. what the hell? What the hell? Suns beat the Nets 117-112. to 112. Mikhail Bridges at 28. DeAndre Ayton 24-14. and 14. Uh, Here was Jacques Vaughn. How do you get more from this team without Kevin Durant on the floor? Yeah, it's it's going to be a good uh, question for our group. Um, and it's... Both sides of the basketball. Yep, they did not play well early. They played really well in the fourth quarter, but it was not enough as they have now lost four straight. They're 27-17 and 17 on the season. They're right back at it tonight in Utah, while the Knicks will visit Atlanta. Uh, Michigan State beat Rutgers 70-57 to 57 last night. Hofstra easy over UNC Wilmington 70-46. to 46. Did not realize that they hung a 40-16 to 16 spot on them in the second half. This was a tie game at halftime. Mm. So Speedy Claxton was asked afterwards. Nice. What changed? Defense. You know, we locked up, but then they had 16 second, second, yeah, second half points. I mean, if we're going to go like we need to go like that. We need to go like that every game. And we're going to be a hard team to beat. Look at that. Someone sent me that on Twitter, so thank you very much. It was on YouTube. I couldn't find it, but it was there. And it was on CBS Sports Network last night, this and game. the game was on CBS Sports Network last night. How about that? The Hofstra Pride. Look at that timing. Yeah. Pretty cool. And then I thought this was kind of cool. I didn't, I knew that Gonzaga lost and got upset by Loyola Marymount. I did not play the final seconds here for you, then I'll finish up. Nolan Hickman with the basketball. Shelton there defensively. Timmy had to set the screen. Big screen. through Timmy down the lane. Shot up. Blocked by Graham. He's got it. They run it down to the corner. Strawson's free is short. And LMU's come on the road and defeated Gonzaga for the first time since 1991. All right, so that's cool enough. That's Loyola Marymount Radio. But it's more than that. Gonzaga had a 76-game home winning streak snapped with that loss. And Loyola Marymount had a 25-game losing streak to Gonzaga. Mm. So first time since 91 they win there. But 25 in a row. Got to fire Mark wow. Few. It's over. This is embarrassing. Not, no, no, no. And by the way, that 76-game home winning streak was the eighth longest in uh, Division One history. So pretty cool for Loyal and Maryland. Uh, I've noticed that there's one team, Gonzaga's, has been doing Wait, hold on. Who, 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 who? Isn't it Gonzangas? <laughs> Gonzangas? Forgot about that guy. Gonzangas. That's uh, funny. Um, Notre Dame head coach Mike Bray stepping down at the end of the season. Araldis Chapman signing with the Royals. Rangers, not the best of nights against a really good team of the Bruins. Leads the team with 63 points. 
at his fourth in the league, and he is second in the league for Connor McDavid in goal scored. And he scored! There is a deflection Yeah, <laughs> that was credited to Bob Elzaka. 3-1, the Bruins beat the Rangers. Patrice Bergeron, Connor Clifton with goals as well. And your guy, Boomer, Jeremy Swayman with 31 saves. My guy. Yeah, well, you highlighted him last yeah, well, hour. You were very impressed by him. So he's he Boomer's guy. last year, and he's great this year. You should do an NHL Boomer Award. You could that. have Jeremy Swayman leading the pack. They got four lines flying up and down the ice, man. Not a lot of young kids on that team. This is a veteran-laden team that is playing some of the best hockey that I think the NHL has seen in a long time. Here's Mika Zibanejad. Yeah, no, I think they, they play smart. Uh, um, that's on whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sabres Islanders last night. The Islanders. Mike Zabinijad. <laughs> Mike. And he, he did have your guy, um, Ed Donatello, Ed Donatello this morning. I did hear that. Yeah, I know. Ed Donatello. <laughs> that was pretty uh, funny. Uh, Islanders fall short to the Sabres. Goes past. Like Aho is going water skiing behind Darlene as well. Got, got held. Chance for Victor Olsen is that puck popped out into the slot. And the Buffalo Sabres halfway through the third have tied it. Yeah, so Matt Martin put the Islanders in front with a goal, but it was Olofsson that ties it, then Dylan Cousins, the game winner, and the Sabres beat the Isles in overtime 3-2. Overtime for the Devils as well, but the Kraken win there as they beat them 4-3. Andre Barakowski with the game-winning goal after Nico Hischier had forced the overtime scoring late in the third. Everybody lost, man. Wasn't good. Not a good night. No- well, now your Hofstra, Hofstra team won. won. Hopster won. That's right, but Eddie Hopstra the Picks won. jockey lost last night, and of course, I mean... I, I missed his last, or not missed, I chose not to bet on his last six picks that all were winners. You just sat back and watched. And last night I decided to go in for $50 on Eddie's pick. You mm. brought your uh, Vikings loser DNA to the I pick. did. And they got <laughs> crushed. It's funny if he goes on a losing streak now because of Geo. <laughs> it was... <laughs> It wasn't even close. This I, I totally forgot about Eddie last oh, night. How could you? He tweets every three seconds. I don't follow him. That so. <laughs> is true. But he did not tweet during the game. He said there's too much pressure on him. You know what? That's probably smart. Just sit back and watch it. Yep. Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Just a quick update from Eddie, the pitch jockey, who has been talking to Al. We're not going to talk to Eddie today. We had a very long conversation with him earlier in the week. Um, so we'll uh, catch up with him next week. He did lose his pick, unfortunately, last night, but he is still on an unbelievable streak, and many people are still going to ride with him, uh, including me, with his next pick. He can't win them all. Eventually, he's going to drop some, but right now, his percentage is crazy. It's like the ni- over 90% uh, since we've met Eddie the Picks jockey, but he's going to go to a Philadelphia area casino this weekend to watch the Giants and the Eagles. And he said he's going to put his Lawrence Taylor jersey on in enemy territory. And he said that he's not afraid to get his teeth knocked out because he doesn't have any teeth. So that was Eddie's joke that well, he wanted to relay to us okay. this morning. He Well, he, he does have teeth, but if he does get them knocked out, that would, uh, would help the dentist. It would be a little bit cheaper, I would think. Yes. Or would it? Because now you got to replace more teeth. Or maybe he's just going to pull all of those teeth. He tweeted that joke, he texted that joke, and he voicemailed me that joke. Voicemail? 
He called you and left you a voicemail? He did, yeah. Oh, Eddie. Man, I tell you. I kept watching over and over again him walking his dog and, and imitating the dance that I was doing. Right. Did you see that one? Yes, yes. So yes. I was I imitated the Turkish guy's dance, and then he imitated me imitating the Turkish guy's dance with the belly, and it's just hilarious while he's walking. It's strange. Yeah, just just a little strange. But we love Eddie. Hey, Eddie, don't worry about last night. You had to drop one at some point. I ain't holding it against you. Just let's. There he is, right there on yes. CBS Sports Network. Yes. The dance. All right, let's go, Eddie. Let's, let's go. go. Let's, let's pick get a back. winner tonight. Let's get back on the horse. Uh, Mark in Matawan. What's going on, Mark? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, man. Hey, I'm going tomorrow night. Uh, my girl, she's like my ex girlfriend. But oh, come on, Mark. Oh. I mean, first of all, now I can understand why it's his ex girl. But he's still going with her. Right. And we did was, get that, just making sure. Yeah. There were so many questions to ask him. Yeah, there were. I was going to get into that whole thing. I was like, I'm not really interested about the jersey or the, the girlfriend, the ex-girlfriend. I was going to get right into that. But then, of course, he curses, and we can't talk to him. <laughs> and that's the end of that. Uh, Patrick and St. James. What's going on, Patrick? Hey, what's going on, man? Uh, so I hear everyone talking about going down to Philadelphia, uh, you know, how horrible it is. I've never been down there for a sports game, but I do hate everybody from Philadelphia. Uh, years ago, Smarty Jones was going for the Triple Crown, I don't know, two decades ago. And for some reason, Philadelphia was so star for a champion that the entire city came up the turnpike to the Belmont States. The amount of trash that came through that paddock entrance that day, jean shorts, tube socks, white pony sneakers, you know, ripping non, you know, non-filtered cigarettes. It was, it was a bloodbath all day back there for no reason. There wasn't even a game going on. There was like 10 races. Their quote unquote horse was racing at seven o'clock at night. And these people just could not control themselves. Uh, that that day was the last day they ever allowed you to bring your own beer into, for Belmont Steaks Day. Philadelphia ruined a good thing. <laughs> they don't yeah. deserve. They don't deserve nice things. They're uh, they're not normal. Yeah. And uh, you know, just that's it. They're uh, yeah. Yeah, and I remember. I, I I remember that that Belmont Steaks. I went to that Belmont Steaks, and I went to the one. Was it Empire Maker? Um, that I have to go back, but I remember being at the Smarty Jones one all those yeah, years there ago. Was a bunch of, there was a bunch of triple crowns in a row, like right. years in a row. They kept having them. I mean, there was one hundred and thirty thousand people in there. Right. So of all the Jets fans out there that are like, oh, I'm going to root against the Giants. If you like horse racing, Philadelphia ruined the Belmont Stakes for all of you. <laughs> so, let's, find, yeah. let's find some common ground and uh, fool Philly. Yeah, right. Who right. is right? Absolutely. And Smarty Jones, when when was that? I, I, I want to say that was also 2003. We're talking a lot about 2000, 2004. Okay. So that was, yeah, two decades ago, like he said, just about uh, 19 years ago. Yeah, I mean, there, there's nothing nice you could say about a Philadelphia sports fan, for the most part, generically. You know, I'm sure there's some good ones out there. I'm sure there's some people that aren't the worst, but for the most part, but there have been crazy. A, but there have been a lot of other fan bases, not yeah. just New York fan bases, that have said the same thing about going to Philly and watching their teams play, no matter what the sport may be. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. So I mean, it's not just it's not just us. No, I mean New York and Philly don't like each other, and that's the way that it should be. But yes, I mean this is a known thing throughout the country. Ha ha ha! Philly yeah. sucking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's whole. That, you know, I used to actually, you know, back in the day, the only Philly team that I actually liked 
was the Andy Reid Philadelphia Eagles. I liked that team because I thought they were so tough, and I know that they didn't end up winning the Super Bowl, but I had so much respect for them because it was every single year they were winning. And I always loved Jeremiah Trotter. I thought he was such yeah, a great yeah. player. And I had the respect for him. I don't want to say I liked him because they beat my team a couple times, but like that team I had, a lot, Brian Dawkins, I had a lot of respect for that team. I always thought Donovan McNabb got a terrible rap, and he was a better player than people made him out to be. Brian Westbrook was really, really good. I had a lot of respect for that team, but and I mean, you got you got to have respect for 2017. Uh, I just Eagles. I just think about these Eagles that you know remind me like of Buddy Ryan's Eagles. Mm. They remind me of you know Andy Reid's Eagles. They remind me of Doug Peterson's Eagles. Yeah, I mean they're all kind of the carbon copy of each other. Where the quarterback is good, don't get me wrong. But he may not be the central figure. Maybe Donovan McNabb was to a certain extent. Yeah. But the coach is the central. And, and it's always about their offensive and defensive lines. Yeah, I mean, which is sort of what's going on with the Giants now. You sort of feel the same thing. Like, this reminds people of the 2007 team and a quarterback who had struggled and now all of a sudden figured it out. And the Giants do have a good defensive line. Now, as we've said many, many times this week, uh, we do believe that the 2007 team was more talented and better than this team, but there are similarities there, without a doubt. There's a lot of similarities. Yeah, let's go to Brian in Marlboro. What's up, Brian? Hey, it's great to talk to you guys. So I got a girlfriend, ex-girlfriend from when I'm like 15 years old. We're still friends. Season ticket holder to the Eagles. She is terrified of going to the game, even though she's going. She's like, what are they thinking? A Philly game at 830? These guys are going to be drinking all day long. Yeah. Violent dangerous people yeah i mean there's gonna be what what do you think the number if i set the and brian you're right if i set the over under for people that don't end up actually getting into the game because they're too drunk either they fall asleep and they're totally intoxicated in the parking lot or they get up to the ticket taker and they're so intoxicated that the security doesn't let them in you think that that number is no, they want them in I, you know, sometimes they don't. You think Mike Trout's going to be all fired up in the front row there? Yeah, maybe. Mike Trout. Then that Miles Teller, that actor, he's a big Eagles fan. Yeah. He's always at these games. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, I think that there'll be at least like 1,500 people that at least don't make it in because they're too intoxicated. Because it's right. A night game. Either they pass out before the game or they're not allowed into the game. Right, because they're stumbling up to the gate and they're puking and walking at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if they have like a drunk standby section. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Just go over here, sober up for a little bit when you can. No, no, no. Like if somebody can't get in, oh, they give the ticket to a sober person who's right. in the whole little, you know, waiting area. That'd be a good idea. Yeah, okay, let's get somebody in here. Some Somebody responsible in here. Yeah, that's tough, man. If you're like a 22-year-old Eagles fan and, you know, full of masculinity and like fraternity bro type guy and you're at this game and it's an 8 o'clock game, you're showing up there no later than noon and you are just going 100% all those hours up until kickoff and you would, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be nuts. It's going to be absolutely nuts. Saturday night game in Philadelphia. God. Kind of felt like it was happening last week, you know, thinking we were all sitting there in the studio wondering when the games were going to be played, yeah. you know, what network and all that stuff. How is it going to impact us? Were we going to get Kansas City and Jacksonville or were we, were we going to get 
the Bills and the Bengals. And, of course, we got the Bills and the Bengals, which we love. Mm-hmm. Um, and even Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes or Trevor Lawrence, that, that would, that's going to be a hell of a game, too, I think. Sure. I think both the quarterbacks would be able to move the ball up and down the field uh, on the opposing defenses. But saying all that, I, you know, I was like, you know they're going to put the Cowboys and the 49ers late on Sunday. That is the biggest window. Sure. That is the biggest window. But for the Saturday night, you couldn't ask for a better matchup in terms of TV markets. Absolutely. Absolutely right. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan at CBS Sports Network. Boomer and Geo coming to you live from the Bill Four Tough Studio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Feel good football Friday. Giants and Eagles on Saturday night. Before we get back into all the games this weekend and everything else, we'll break down some of the other games and take your Giants calls, how you feel about it, Giants fans. Um, confident or not, 877-337-6666. I just had one of these embarrassing phone things just happen to me because... I got two text messages from two different people, very distinct different people in my life. One was my wife, and the other was Evan Roberts. And Evan Roberts mistakenly butt-dialed me, so he said, that was a butt-dial, I'm sorry. And then my wife was texting me about the Peloton, because I have to start training for our bike tour, so I'm going to get on the Peloton, and then get on the bike and ride outside and all that stuff. So then I sent... Evan Roberts, all this stuff about when I'm going to work out, the Peloton seat, all of these things, when I'm going to eat, like this detailed, like if I'm going to, I'm going to go Tuesday, Thursday, if you're working out here, then we eat dinner at five and then I'm looking to burn this many cows. And then I look down and I'm like, I just see ER at the top. I'm like, send it to Evan Roberts. There you go. I just sent him like, like all this personal workout food diet stuff. You make a lot of errors, man. Yeah, a lot can't of you, errors. Can't you delete the tweet? I mean, the uh, the message? No. I think you can. You got the new updated uh, iPhone when he got there? Well, it's too late now because he saw it and responded to it. So oh. he did, okay. Yeah. I, well, what did he say? Was he happy for you? No. Good he luck? Go, he go, well, I'm I wanted you. Once, once, no, once I, once I realized I was texting, I said, I'm sorry, I have to train for this 40-mile bike tour that I'm doing again. And all he said was, your ass is going to be sore after that, which is oh, true. it's not. Oh, it's, it's not if you train for it. You're going to be fine. Yeah, I did a, one, the one time before my ass was certainly sore afterwards because I'm not used to being on it for that long. I did do 40 miles twice. Remember during COVID? Uh, the, yes, you met me. I had Quag at some yeah, Ford dealership. Yeah, Montauk Highway. And then on the way back, I had the wind at my back going Otis, there. Otis Ford. Otis Ford. I had the wind at my back going there and the wind in my face coming back. Well, I had the wind in my face coming to you and then I had the wind <laughs> in my back going the other way. Yes. Yeah, it didn't work out great. Uh, all right. So uh, back to football. There's the picture there. Look at that. Good job, CBS are. Sports. Nice. Little team boomer shirt. That was, uh, yeah, back in 2020 when we were uh, out there. Getting healthy. Because yes. everybody was gaining weight. We were losing weight during COVID. Oh, man. I was, but then I, I gained was, weight afterwards. I was great. I, that was probably the best shape I'd been in in like five years. Yeah. A lot of time on your hands. Yeah. Peloton, everything else. Doing my own cooking. Yeah. So the if I'm going to make a... I'm not going to give away all my picks. I don't want to give away all my picks. I was going to tell you if I was going to make a money line parlay who I would pick. But I do think we are not going to get... The same excitement every single game that we did last year, divisional 
playoff weekend where every game was spectacular. Now we had three, we had two games that were low scoring games. That is correct. There was a thirteen ten game in there, which was Cowboys forty ers I That's believe. That's right. There was this uh, nineteen sixteen game. That was the the Bengals and the Titans and the Titans. That's right. The Bengals and the Titans. Then you had the great Josh Allen. Patrick Mahomes battle, which was tremendous. That I believe that was the last game of the that weekend. Was the last game of the weekend, and that's why the playoff rules have changed in overtime now. Was because of that game. That is correct, and we have not seen that yet. We didn't have any overtime games on Wild Card Weekend. Maybe we will. I don't think we're going to get that we again. We also had the Rams Bucks thirty twenty seven. That's right, which was another yeah high scoring game. So we had two low scoring games and then two high scoring games, but all the games or one-score games. Yeah, and three of them were then three points. Right. The other one was six points. So it really was amazing. I, I do think there is there is blowout potential um, for a couple of these games, especially the first one. And I and I do respect Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson, but I think they're just, they are running into a total buzzsaw, arrowhead. This is a completely different situation. And Trevor Lawrence said that, hey, it can't be louder at Arrowhead than it was at Jacksonville last week. Yeah, okay. Oh, yes, it can be. Yes, it is. That's one Especially of the loud. put speakers behind you. Right, like like you <laughs> experienced at the AFC Championship game. Uh, you played at Arrowhead. Oh. Was that one of the louder places you played in? Yeah, it's a, it's a great atmosphere. Yeah. Absolutely great. Just like Buffalo. Yeah. Mm. I, they're very, very similar in terms of dealing with the noise and dealing with the intensity of the crowds. And it's fun. It's fun when you are the visiting when you are the visiting team and you could somehow win and quiet them. Yeah. There is nothing like that. You know, I, I think I've won a game in Kansas City, won a couple of games up in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. I mean, tough to do because of all the intensity, the noise and everything. But there is something to be said. And, and I think a lot of players think this way. I know coaches think this way. There's something to be said about being the visiting team. Because mm-hmm. you don't have all that hometown distraction stuff going on. Right. Like the, the championship teams. So you're Kansas City, you're at home, and you know, and I'm sure they're used to this because they've been in a lot of these championship games as of late. But you got to deal with tickets, you got to deal with family members, you got to deal with, you know, somebody else needs something from you. I mean, it's just nonstop. Now, when you're the road team, nobody's asking you for tickets. Maybe your agent may, maybe he wants to go to the game or whatever, or she wants to go to the game. But at the end of the day, you know, you don't have that distraction. You just have you, your team. It's football. It's us against the world. And that mentality is a pretty powerful thing. Yeah, you've got a lot of teams, too, that are in those situations that are outdoor teams the entire year. Like either Northeast or Midwest teams that are outdoors the entire year where it's not like such a crazy thing for them to go from either South Florida or in a dome and then up to the Northeast or up to the Midwest and play a game outside. You know, that's why I feel like some of these teams that have gone on these runs that have been wild cards and can do it outdoors, those are those types like the Giants. Well, here you go. Every game being played this week features a team that plays in an outdoor stadium. Mm Mm-hmm. And and this is why if the Bills and the Chiefs do win, they're going to play in an indoor stadium, neutral site down in Atlanta. Well, Jerry's world is sort of a hybrid, though, you know. Yeah, but it's outdoor. Kind of. Eh. I guess it's covered. I guess you're right. Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely a hybrid. I mean they do have, you know, it, parts of it open, but it's 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 not. It's like SoFi. Yeah, but it's but it's more. I I think of the Cowboys as an indoor home team. Right. I mean, for for sure. Oh, well, there you go. Then 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 they'll stub their toe then this week. By the way, what is the weather in Santa Clara this week? Do we know? Because there could be snow in Buffalo on Sunday. Yeah, I know. I'm just so, Google I'm it. So done. All right, I'll just. These... I'll do that. 
I'm so done with these weather reports because all I heard last week is how it was going to be pouring rain typhoon there in Santa Clara. And then in the first quarter, the sun was out and it was glaring off their helmets. I got Santa Clara high 54, low 36. And then, uh, let's see, Sunday high of 58 and, and sunny. Okay. Um, looks like nice weather out there in Santa Clara. Wind? We got any wind? Uh, let's see. North, northwest, 11 miles an hour? Yeah, Not going to be a factor. Not bad. Not going to be a factor. What about Philadelphia? What do we got in Philadelphia on Saturday night? Well, same thing we got here. Well, not necessarily. You don't think so? I'm No, I think there's very easily it could be different weather there. Oh, not that far away. I know, but I mean, there's it doesn't always I mean, rain. Saturday here is a high of 42 and, and you know, broken clouds. There, there's a chance of rain, it says. Let's see. Sunday, p.m. rain, 88%. Oh, there you go. Sunday night. Saturday night. Saturday night. Sorry. Saturday night is, I'm going to Sunday. Like a, I make a lot of, a lot of errors. Man. Make a lot of errors, man. Uh, Saturday. Now we're good. Saturday night. Nothing. Yeah. Same thing as here. Nothing. Saturday night. We got 29. Sunday, Monday rain here. 29. Few clouds. Low 29. Winds light and variable. Nine percent chance of precipitation. What's Daniel Jones's record uh, under thirty degrees? <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. Right. I only think that's a thing for certain quarterbacks, like Jared Goff. I think is one of those guys. I did hear one stat though that is very interesting. You want to hear it? I love when you read these stats out of the stat pack. Well, it's not out of the stat pack. I just actually saw it on Instagram. Then I went back and looked at it. And I said, "Yeah, it's true." Trevor Lawrence is undefeated in his high school, college, and pro career on Saturdays. 37-0. and 0. Never lost that? a game on Saturday. Well, buckle up. <laughs> that zero's turning into a one. Toots. Toots. He's never played Mahomes in Arrowhead on a Saturday. That's either. what I'm right. talking that, about. That's the stat they're going to put up when they're down like 43-15 in the fourth <laughs> quarter. <laughs> yeah, look at that. 2-0 in the NFL on Saturday. All right, let's go Jason in Somerville. What's going on, Jason? Good morning, man. How are you? All right, Jason. What's happening? I got a little stat for you, Boomer. I just saw this this morning on Facebook. It says here, if I let me read it to you, in six games against number one seed since the playoff uh, restructuring in 1990, the Giants are a perfect 6-0. and And it says that six-game win streak versus number one seeds is the longest by any franchise since the NFL began seeding playoff teams in 1975. Yeah, I mean, and that is true. What's also true is the Giants haven't won in Philadelphia since the Carter administration. So, I mean, we could we could sit here and go, go back and forth. Right, with all of these things. So, I mean, I don't... Uh, can you apply any of the logic to this particular game? Yeah, I don't think so. You know, it's amazing. Like, you, you believe that the 49ers just could have blown out the Cowboys. Well, I think they're going to win in cover, yes. I've seen where there are analytics people thinking that 53% of the analytics says that the Cowboys are going to win. Okay. I mean, I'm not saying they don't have a chance. I just, I really like the them covering the three and a half. That's what I like, the 49ers. And I would like to better at three because then you, you had the potential of a push if it was a close game. But now it's back up to three and a half. It opened at four. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to, I mean, I could very well be wrong. Although I had the best pick record on Wild Card Weekend, even though I had the worst during the regular season. I'm getting a little better. You turned it up. Getting a little better. Turn it up when it matters. All right, let's go to Lou in Lindenhurst. Hello, Lou. Hey, guys. How are you? Love Good. The show. Thanks, man. Hey, 
Yeah, so I just had to call and talk about the Philly fans, et cetera. My, uh, my son, a big giant fan, decided to go to school in the belly of the beast. He went to Temple. Good thing was during the heyday, Matt Rule and the team did great. But he uh, went to the uh, game in October of uh, 2015 wearing his Eli jersey, Manning, and um, the wonderful uh, Eagles fans were trying to light it on fire while he was wearing it. <laughs> Wait, they Come tried on. to light your son on fire? Uh, yes, his Eli. His Eli uh, um, but he's wearing it, so yeah. they're trying to set him on fire. Tell, tell me about it. <laughs> I mean, attempted murder. I mean, seriously. Did you do any? Did you go to the police? Uh, he he uh, got shuffled out of there. There were actually a couple of nice fans that kind of like, this is crazy, and uh, shuffled them away. But that's what they tried to do. Or did they just take like a lighter to the back of it? Yeah, yeah, that's what they were doing. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, Lou, you're laughing about this. Your son almost died. What's going on? I mean, that, I mean, I would, I, I don't, I mean, I guess you run away is fast as you can, but I mean, I would like to think you'd go to a law enforcement be like, this person just tried to burn my son alive. Yeah, and, and that law enforcement person happens to be an Eagles fan. Uh, let's go to TJ in Denville. TJ, what's happening? Hey, good morning, guys. First time caller. Love your show. Thanks. Hey, and also shout out to Al Dukes and Jerry, of course. Yeah, of Listen, course. Uh, <laughs> uh, yesterday, what uh, Gio was saying, I'm one of the knuckleheads going to the game tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going with Big Blue. And okay. Figure of safety and numbers. I mean, Big Blue Travel. You're going with? Yes. Yeah, yes. I, that's yes. what I, I did mention that earlier. If you're going with a large group like that, you insulate yourself in it a little bit more. If it's just like you and a buddy, or you and a, your son, or something like that, that's a little bit harder. But yeah, I, I mean, I think that having a large group will help. Yes, and then I'm thinking uh, they have this really great tailgate before, which is uh, in, so, indoors the Xfinity. Facility, it's an indoor. It's a yeah. We're going to be our own group. Yeah, and that's why it should be. You're not you're not mingling with the with the maniacs. Yeah, yeah. That are going to be drinking since like probably noon for an eight o'clock game. So go figure what that's going to be about. Yeah. What What about the um, the bathroom situation? Now, I, I had this idea many years ago, but I couldn't get anybody to pick it up. Called the sports diaper, where you don't miss anything, yeah. and or <laughs> sports diaper. Yeah, the sports diaper, or something yeah. where you can. You can go, and then it maybe goes into, like, a bladder or a bag somewhere that you're wearing. Like, are you afraid? That, like, would you go to the bathroom? Are you taking four or five guys with you? Well, we're told that there is a private security uh, that's going to be accompanying us. Now, whether they're going to take us back and forth to the concession or bathroom, that I don't know. Wow. But invent, invent that diaper thing. You can make a fortune. Yeah. yeah. No, I think I, so. So Thank you want, like, a colostomy bag. Essentially, yeah. I mean, so you're gonna take you're gonna take the thing and stick it through your penis and then just sit there all day long, just so you don't have to go. No, I, I don't think I, I don't want to have it go through the or into the urethra. I'm talking about maybe just it's something. It's gonna have to go into the urethra. No, I don't think so. It could go over. It's gonna go in the urethra. Yeah, you know, it's, it could it could go over. I mean, it could be like a more like a condom type situation that you go into. It doesn't have to go into the hole. Thanks, TJ. Yeah, but the thing about it, the con is. The condom's not staying on in that situation. Well, I mean, or something. I mean, I I don't think it can't go. That so would be this, too is painful. This for a number one only. Or yes, or yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm leaving. Nobody's are. dropping a deuce at a stadium <laughs> in your pants, except your the teams you root for. <laughs> yeah, right. That's true. Uh, yeah, the sports diaper, like something. There has to be sports I mean, diaper. Like there's adult diapers for people. I just think that there has to be a better technology. You're gonna sit there for, for something three like and a half hours in an adult diaper. 
Yeah, and I mean, and I just, mean, I understand the reason for adult diapers, but you're not wearing it to a football game, and maybe some people do. I don't know, but they sh- you should. I mean, they, you don't have to go to the bathroom. You don't have to miss anything. I like your idea about maybe a cap that you attach, and then there's a bottle that's like you know attached to your calf or something. Yeah, yeah, and it fills up and underneath then, your pants. Right, and you maybe just you know you just empty it in front of your seat if you had to, and then fill it up again. You know. I just think that in a situation like this, how big of a bottle would you need? And it depends how much. Like for me, like I've I've got a bladder that can handle a long time without going. There's some people like I have a friend who goes every I feel like every 15 minutes. Yeah, that's not going to work for him. So it's not. But there's some people that it could work for. You think it will work for you? It, absolutely. Yeah. At 100. Like, like when you go to a game, how many times do you go? Sometimes never. Really? Seriously, because I don't I don't drink a lot at sporting events. I, I just maybe like one or two. That's it. I don't. I don't go crazy. So I probably could do it. I. I, I just think that if the technology got just you know because we don't really look into the technology of a diaper because the, usually the the people that are wearing it are so young that they can't complain about it. Maybe you can have one of those sacks that you wear on your back or something. Man, you couldn't because you need gravity to help you out. Right? Yeah, exactly. So you got to maybe like a couple sacks that are wrapped around your leg. Yeah, yeah. And they're tied to a tube. Mm-hmm. And then the end somehow affixes on your naughty bit. Exactly. And, and then you maybe you like, you know, maybe it has like a, some sort of band that wraps around it. Yeah, I mean, all of these ideas are things that I have thought about. And it's something that I, I had worked on for a while. I had to talk to some people about it, but... The sports diaper, really, and then you put Maybe on like a silicon cylinder that fits over the whole thing. Yeah, something like that. You know, and make sure that it that it either suctions on or you have to make sure it stays on there. Yeah, you got to have some sort of wrap around or something. Yeah, or yeah, or like around your waist, you know, and it, so it stays on. You know, and and then also you make it, you get the NFL licensed logos and you slap it on there, and then it's like, hey, I'm gonna you know, go to the Giants game. I got my Giants sports diaper, essentially, or sports. Colostomy bag, sportsostomy bag. There you go. Get yourself a poncho and a sportsostomy bag. You're gonna take the thing and stick it through your penis. And- yeah, I mean, not that extreme. Just over it, you know. And then just think, think about how freeing that would be. As, as like, you know, you have to go, but it's like third and ten. And you could just go while you're sitting in your seat or standing up, and you don't miss anything. You're just like, just, just like that. What about for women? Sure, same thing. You could. I Means a little more dangerous, I think, with infection and things like that. It'd have to be like a cup. Yeah, I mean that that would be a little like a sports jock. That would be a little tougher, I think. Like a sports jock. Yeah, just because you know the wiping situation, all those things be a little bit tougher but i think it's washy washy i think it's easier for women they could just have a thick pad yeah yeah but washy washy bush (laughs) but what a thick pad al a thick pad yeah it's not a diaper. Have you ever heard of a UTI? Yes. Oh, yeah, but they don't want that. No. Right, that's that's what I'm saying. Right. Washy, washy. Yeast infection? Good. <laughs> <laughs>
So let's just keep it to the man <laughs> part of it, because Eddie brings up a good point. There's lots of issues. Eddie's bringing up a lot of good points. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of issues that could arise. Where does he come up with washy washy the beaver? <laughs> All right. I don't think it's going to get better than that one. on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Raina from SI just tweeted me and said that there is a man who works on the Howard Stern show I heard before named Richard Christie who's a big rock music fan who apparently wears adult diapers to concerts because he doesn't want to miss anything. This is another thing. This is another and these are just regular like depends adult diapers. It needs to step up another level. We have to find a way to service the sports fan and the concert goer when it comes to not missing anything for a bathroom. But isn't that what you do on New Year's Eve anyway if you're in Times Square? Do you wear do they wear diapers? How too? would you not? How could you go anywhere? You're drinking for hours in your spot at five o'clock. Yeah. But I'm but it's still the technology isn't there. You're wearing like a adult diaper that like you have you would normally take off. Right. You're like, oh man. I was just about to say something about what Yousef found one day here, oh, but no. I'm not going to do that. Uh, all right, so, but you would normally take it off. But, yeah, you but, have a rash, too. But, like, this is the thing. We need to come up with a thing that you can wear for hours and it doesn't irritate you. I think Jerry's got a good point. Like, you know, you wear that thing for an extended period of time, you're going to end up with rash. It'd be a rash. I would well, that terrible. for the diaper, but not for the, the bladder one that yeah, we yeah, talked about. Yeah, the bladder about. one that we got, no. we got all ready. I think the bladder one, you would get a rash. If you're Why? sitting in that for hours and hours, no, because no, no, no. It goes through a tube. Like, like you would have, you'd, you'd have your thing oh. covered and go in a tube, and right. then it would like you'd have leak this out. Thing. Like, like, you'd, yeah, like you'd, just go through a tube and then down your leg, and, your and leg. Then there's a bladder down on the bottom of your leg. What like, man gets a yeast infection? <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't hear it, so <laughs> you're not missing anything. <laughs> but this is something that I, I really believe That's would, if, if the if Somebody could figure it out. Like, you're telling me the people at SpaceX couldn't figure this out? Somebody could. Like, there's two things that I don't well, understand. they dump it out into the atmosphere. Well, that would, yeah, I mean, if you could. But there's two things I never understood that never took a step forward in technology. The diaper and the umbrella. Like, these things feel archaic. Well, what do you want to do? I'm not sure. I think they're actually pretty good. I just feel like we've been using the same idea for, for centuries with the diaper and the umbrella... And I feel like they, it needs to be better. Huh. Same technology. We have to be better with it. I, I guess. I mean, those are things that, like the knife. You can't really improve the knife all that much. The wheel. The knife. Fire. The wheel, the wheel has 100. <laughs> it has evolved. Everything it has evolved. Has and and yeah, fire wasn't better, an invention. The diaper used to be a cloth. Yeah, that was like a way long time ago. I'm talking about like if you took a diaper from the 80s and the diaper now... You know, and the umbrellas been better. Umbrellas been the same since like the 1700s. How do you improve they've been the sturdier. umbrella? They've been sturdier. They have flashlights now at the end of umbrellas. They got all sorts of stuff. I just feel like it's so silly. It's raining. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid thing above our heads. Like, like we can't come up with something. Like, give me a concept. I don't know. You magnets, know, G. Close the sky for a little bit. Close the sky. Yeah. <laughs> magnets. Yeah, maybe that too. <laughs> I mean, some sort of repelling thing that we put. On our heads or whatever, like it's something. To hover above your head. I mean, like, think about all the things that have been invented 
that are just mind blowing. Why you just wear that gi giant sports hat that now everybody's wearing? You I mean, could do that. Like there is these scientists who came up with the Event Horizon Telescope, which is like a hundred telescopes all over the world that shot into the sky at the same time to look inside a black hole, and they were able to do it and piece together the information. There was people who came up physics, like actually how a black hole works, like guys, Stephen Hawking before he passed. All these people did these, all these things. But yet we're still walking outside, putting up these stupid ass umbrellas and wearing the same diapers. And you to know, me, I, someone's dropping the ball. The, the, the diapers have been improved. There's no question about yes. it. But the umbrella is, you know, it's also been improved in certain ways. But, you know, it's one of those things that you'll always have, will always need. I'm telling you right now, if we could look Stop. into the future 50 years from now, someone's going to have a better idea than an umbrella. They will. I don't know about that. I'm telling you, they will. Mm. It just Somebody's just like, oh, it's just the umbrella. Not a big deal. Think they said that in 1890? Yeah, uh, maybe. Well, 130 years later, we're still opening the umbrella. <laughs> but think about it. Is this anything other than the umbrella that's exactly the same as it Jeans. was? And yeah, I guess. Maybe. Aside from putting a couple of holes in them that the ladies like to wear. Yeah, but jeans, jeans now are stretchy. Jeans. They can be, but jeans are still jeans. They're still they're stretchy, but that's a different type of jean. But you can still oh. go buy the normal Levi's jeans. Yeah, that you can, or you can buy the normal stretchy ones. Sure. But there's very few things that have remained the same from then to now. The umbrella and jeans are two of those things. But you could come up with ten of them. Could you? The pencil. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the pen. <laughs> but pencils, you know, they do the, the little retractable yeah, ones now, that, too. But there's still a basic pencil, which yeah. a lot of people use. But which it's most people use. Okay. How about right. your basic big pen? Um, that's like the 50s. Though. Yeah, but you had, right. Yeah, that's, no, I'm talking about like someone like who, dipping in ink with a feather. But like, even the big People but, still do that. Come on. Calligraphy yeah, does yeah, that. What type that's of, true. Calligraphy. It's calligraphy. Okay, yeah, but people aren't really doing that. No one's I'm writing everyday life, right. you know? Oh. Like, Spike's not back there signing checks. Dipping in. I would say probably not. Yeah. yeah. Come on. <laughs> All right, so we got three. And I know there have been improvements. The razor's still a razor. It Wheel, is. Wheelbarrow, still a wheelbarrow. That's an oh, old but one. wait a second, though. A horse is Think about horse. all the things. <laughs> Think about Saddles. all... Saddles. Right. But you... Like, the wheelbarrow is the cheaper version of... Th like, you could get one of those John Deere gators and turn it on and move around and serve, do the same thing as a wheelbarrow. So that, to me, that's the been improved. The, the shovel. Mortar, mortar and pestle. Mortar and pestle. <laughs> People still <laughs> use them. How about that yarn thing? Knitting <laughs> <laughs> needles. The boom. Another one. Yeah, there you go. It's not the same as it was. That's definitely been improved with different types of materials. There's different kinds, yes. Right, but the umbrella has been improved. And not enough. Yes, it has. It has, though. Not enough. Have air oh, vents in them now? Right. Air, what type of umbrellas do you have? Golf, air vents? The golf umbrellas? The golf umbrella. They're okay. gigantic. All right. All right, fine. I'll give you a pencil. I'll give you that one. But the others, are not so much. Knitting needles and wheelbarrow to me. Jeans have improved like the umbrellas have. Yeah, I'll give you. I'll give you jeans, umbrella, pencil. Those are the ones. A I shovel, say. wheelbarrow, no shovel, glasses. Do you remember that shovel? Mm -hmm. That remember that that sh the World War One shovel or whatever that guy gave you? Yeah, 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 yeah. I got it. Yeah, is it in your office still or it's no? A poop shovel. Yeah, the poop shovel. I, I saw it. Recently, oh, yes, did you did. Did. yes, and and is it? I mean, do you feel like that shovel's been improved? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Their yeah, shovels the, got lighter. Uh, but that bigger. shovel was a wooden shovel. Yeah, see? So shovel I'm not putting in there. I'm just not. We've seen an 1800s poop shovel. Right. So, and it was a good shape, too, by the way. It was in good shape. And the shovels we have now, totally different. Much better. <laughs> like, you could not dig a grave with that poop shovel. No yeah, I told you, my friend gave that to me, Gil. And also, think about it. That, uh, See what the shovel does? They didn't have those, uh, you know, payloaders, whatever those things are. What am I, What word am I looking for? With those excavators? Es- excavators. We've got an excavator now. Back in the day, in the 1800s, you had 10 schmucks going like this to get the hole. Now we got excavators to dig the but hole. Not so to shovel be, out. Not to be morbid, when they dig a grave, they use an excavator for that? Yes. Do they really? Oh, I, I think some some places do, and other places don't. Other places still use shovels, depending mm-hmm. on <laughs> what you're burying. I mean, this, right. This conversation doesn't say we've talked enough Giants Eagles. <laughs> I don't know what does. Well, you're the one who brought it up and started I'm, with the diaper. I'm not saying it's a bad thing or blaming anybody. I'm just saying these are the facts. By the way, Pete Hoffman, employee of the month. Really? We I'm have that? that? Yes, we do. Why is, he, why is he employee of the month? I guess for the great things he does every day. Who, who I don't know. This? I don't know. It was a company-wide thing, and he got employee of the month. Is this for Odyssey New York or Odyssey all over? I don't, it's at least New York. I, it's not just our station. I think it's the cluster. Oh, good for what him. Did he get a certificate? I don't know what he gets. I I'm think he sure. gets some cash, I think. Gets oh. cash from this? I think. Someone have to nominate him? I, mean, I want to understand, like, you know, I mean, you and you and uh, Eddie and Al all get here at what time? 3.30? Eddie gets here at midnight. and No, you know, I get here about, four. generally about 3.15-ish. <laughs> and I'm four. And Ed, Al's right behind me. Yeah. Employee of the month, quality people here. Quality okay. people. I'm just wondering who did all the voting well, who made the selection. There seems to be a group of people that vote for each other. An alliance? An alliance. There is. Oh, uh, so you're right, because Dove got it one month. They sure did. That's right. wow. Dove got it? Yes. Yeah, because you can, there's a thing like, you know, you can, if you guys ever checked or had any interest in the company email, (laughs) there's a whole thing where you look up stuff and company policies and all this. I'm not doing that. Right, of course. But there's a thing where you can vote on a point, uh, give points to people every month if you wish like i'd say geo did such a great job on that giants rant i'm gonna award him five points and you have x amount of points to distribute and you can distribute to like hmm. many different people if you want or yeah. all to one that, that's an alliance win right there there's no question and in my and, mind. and then there's yeah. a group of people who kind of outsmarted the system and said if we all get together and give all of our points to this then we could Split the money? Gain the system. <clears throat> and split the money. Uh, no, no, no. That no was, I don't no. think there's a money no, split. No, no. Do we think that there's, uh, do we have enough power in numbers to be able to uh, alter we, this? We have. We, we've done it. Oh, let's do it. We've done what it? What do you mean we've done it? Like, it's been done. It's like, been Hoffman, Hoffman was one of these guys. Correct. And Dove, no, same but thing. I, no, I'm asking. Well, we're five, group. they're four. Our group. Yeah. Well, you, first problem would be getting into the company email. Yeah. I'm yeah, find I'm not that. doing that for anything. And I yet, mean, we got you know, we get we get CeeLo, we get Schwartz, we get Gallo. Well, you can find the person who organized this alliance and make a suggestion, if you wish. All right. Well, good. <laughs> congratulations <laughs> to Pete Hoffman. Yeah, but yeah I think congrats, Pete. I think it's rigged. It's like yeah, everything it is rigged. For, rigged. Yeah, but it's uh, it shows <clears throat> team teamwork and they got drop boxes out there. 
No. Just drop no, it in randomly? No, it's all online. You have to do it all online. All right, let's, uh, <laughs> let's get right to moment of the day. We're going to run out of time. We got picks and everything else. I have no idea what's being said here. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, we're brought to you. <laughs> we are brought to you by something. Uh, by sportsbooks. Visit sportsbooks.com. We're brought to you by the Progressive New York Boat Show. Visit nyboatshow.com. All right, moment of the day just happened. <laughs> Sorry, it's a little loopy here. Uh, just happened at nine o'clock with the whatever you guys were doing. But earlier, uh, we did place. Do you want to hear this? <laughs> the, no. The nine o'clock thing was so much funnier. <laughs> right. with what? Fine. I, yeah, <laughs> no, it's fine. Doesn't matter. It was the Colorado thing. Stand up, uh, stand up. All that. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, but what was it brought to you by? Oh, brought to you by Casamigos. Yeah. <laughs> brought to you by those who drink it. Love Casamigos. Yes, Very sorry. good, Jerry. Uh, we'll get your picks in just a little bit. We'll find Youssef. We'll get him in here. He had a very interesting story about watching the Giants game with a French woman smoking hookah, and he almost set his entire couch on fire. So we could talk to him about that as well. Friday football picks are brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook and the official sportsbook of WFAN Divisional Playoff Weekend. Last week, actually, had a, a good week, but I had a miserable regular season, so I'm probably going to go back to 0-4 this week. Still listen to Jerry, still listen to Boomer, still listen to Youssef uh, with this week. Youssef, I know you're a Giants fan, correct? Yes. And you were very excited about what happened uh, with the Giants over the Vikings, and you were watching the game with a lady friend, is that correct? Oh, yeah, correct. <laughs> yeah, okay, so you're watching the game with a lady friend, and when the Giants scored a touchdown, like, how, do you guys celebrate? Like, how do you celebrate? I was almost burning my brother the sofa. <laughs> well, what are you... How? I swear to God, I was smoking the the hookah. The hookah, the yeah. Hookah, yeah. And all of a sudden, it has like the shot. Sure. And uh, it just, they score a touchdown. I, and I had that thing in my hand. Yeah. And I just jumped it. You jumped it. And off. you just got that sofa. <laughs> I wow. swear to God, it was wow. just like crazy. The, the thing goes like a... Like right up in the air, uh, yeah. just like that. That's how it is. Wow! And did yeah. the smoke alarms go off? Did you have to call the fire department or anything? <laughs> no, not did you just take the French just, woman and put just, it out with her? It just his girlfriend told me, you know what? Calm down a little bit. Calm down. Oh, I right, say, so, yeah. So the All girlfriend right. had the the girlfriend had the right idea. So <laughs> you said brother's said girlfriend. Oh, brother. Not the brother's girlfriend. Not my. Uh, oh, not the brother's. French lady. Oh, so not the French, the French lady. To it. By the way, the brother's girlfriend. French lady. it was. We were like double dating. Like a crazy. Yeah, I, oh, you like crazy? Was, no, was, no, it's just crazy, you know, the, the the environment of the living room, you know, oh, the giant yeah. play-in, food, you know. So does, all over the place, <laughs> yeah. people laying around. Does, uh, do you have to get a new couch now? No, 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 the oh. couch is safe. Thank God nothing happened. Oh, okay. All right. It sounded like it went up in flames there for a second. So I, I, why, I don't know why he would tell me that he was watching the game with a French lady. Yeah. You know, French ladies don't want to be friends. <laughs> Are we, uh... No, no, not yet. No? Not yet. Not yet, but you're working on it. Try it. Okay. Do you, do you let her know you're on television? Oh, she knows. She knows. Okay. Everybody knows, you know. Everybody. And she just told me, you know, well, you know, I, she didn't get it. She didn't understand. I have to show the picture. Wow. And yeah. suck. 
Sponsorship? <laughs> Didn't I read it already? You did. You did? Okay, okay. so yeah. let's do it then. All right, Jacksonville at Kansas City to start things off. If I can see this properly, Kansas City minus eight and a half. Yeah, I think Kansas City's going to cover here, guys. I think Patrick Mahomes is basically unstoppable at home. Now, whether or not his defense is going to stop the opposing offense, that's always been the big question out there in Kansas City, but I think their defense has played pretty damn well this year. Listen, Patrick Mahomes, they score over 30 points pretty much every playoff game, and I think that's going to be the case here. 37, I'll give the uh, the Jags 27. I think they cover the points, and uh, they're going to be flying into the AFC Championship game. Jacksonville Jaguars had a great season. They had their moment already, though, coming back from 27 nothing. They're going to go into this game and I think get waxed. And no offense to Doug Peterson, no offense to Trevor Lawrence. This is a totally different animal. You beat a team with an idiot head coach. Now you're walking into the most experienced playoff team to play them with the best quarterback in football. It's just, it's not going to be, there'll be a couple moments for that Jaguars offense, but I think it's more like 35 13, if not worse, Chiefs blowout. I agree 100%. Chiefs minus the number. I'm taking the Chiefs, too. Taking the Chiefs. Yeah. Okay. You're going to be watching this game Saturday, of course. right? Okay. Of course. All right. French lady coming over? She coming over? <laughs> not anymore? After the... No, no, no. It's just like Saturday, you know how it is. Oh, maybe People Sunday. working, you right. know. But maybe Sunday. Sunday. Maybe Sunday, yeah. Are you going to close the deal <laughs> this Sunday? <laughs> I hope so. How many, how many times have you hung out with her? Well, a few times, you know. But we're not like, you know, now we just start in... Uh, start just starting. Yeah. Second fresh. base. Mars fresh. Yeah. Mars second base yet? Yeah. Mercy. Mars. Mercy. Second game Saturday. <laughs> near and dear to us here in New York. Giants and Eagles. Eagles minus seven and a half. You know, I'm going to take the Giants and the points, but I think the Eagles are going to win. I, I really do. You know, and I've been going over this and over this and over this. And while I want the Giants to win for my Giant fan friends, uh, all I can tell you is that there's just too much, um, too many good players. They're too fast. They are good at every level uh, as a total team. And I think Jalen Hurts has got a lot to prove, and I think he's going to want to prove it. I'll take the uh, the Eagles 31-24. I am also taking the Giants to cover. They will. This is going to be a three or four point game that comes down to the fourth quarter, and this is where I just think that the talent it just has to stop at some point. Unfortunately for the Giants, as they get up into this upper tier of the NFL and the NFC, 
And it might be a field goal game in the fourth quarter. It's going to be a really tough loss for the Giants and their fans. But I, I do think they'll cover. You'll be proud of the season. But unfortunately, I think the Eagles move on and host the NFC Championship game. But give me the Giants covering the seven and a half. I am going to take uh, the Eagles. It's <laughs> tough to do, but I am going to take the Eagles minus the seven and a half. Giants have had a great season. I think it ends here. I'm taking my big one. Of course you are. I don't care what you guys say. Of course you are. Yeah. If, you could, if you could have one thing this weekend, the Giants win or actually have some getting, action. Yeah, I, take the, I take the big blue. You would. Over, I will take over, the big blue. Now yeah. that's a Giant fan. Man. I take that. Look at you. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. like it. That's a man who knows exactly what yeah. he wants. So, and hopefully the, the history repeats itself. Okay. Yeah. And maybe you get both. You never know. Maybe you guys yeah. are so happy with yeah, the Giants. That and that. Right, yeah. We get a little <laughs> hippity dippity after the Giants win. Yep. Sunday, 3 o'clock, the Bengals at Orchard Park against the Bills. The Bills minus five and a half. Yeah, well, you know what? It's interesting because I really thought that Monday night game down in Cincinnati, the game that was canceled. Uh, I think the, the Bengals are going to lay the hammer down on the, on the Bills overall. I really felt like they were playing while they were locked in. Since that time, they basically have lost three-fifths of their starting offensive line. The good news is, is that three guys that are replaced and three guys that are missing all do have significant uh, play time. Um, and I, I would just say that Joe Burrow can handle a pass rush better than anybody in the NFL. The highest scoring game of the, of the weekend. I think it's going to be a tremendous game. I'm going to take the Bengals. Uh, they win 34-31. to I love the Bengals in this game. They had issues at the offensive line last year. They got all the way to the Super Bowl and were competitive in the game. So I don't think that holds them back. I think the Bengals are a better team, and I think that they win, and they move on to the AFC Championship game. I was totally unimpressed with the Bills last week. Bengals back to the title game. I agree with you. That was very unimpressive last week. I'm taking the Bengals plus the five and a half as well. I take the Bengals. Look at that. Four Four for four with the Bengals. Yeah. Holy crap. All right, final game of the weekend in Santa Clara, Sunday, 630. The Cowboys, Niners, the Niners minus three and a half. I'll take Dallas. Are you going to take Dallas? I figure you would take Dallas. I'm going to take Dallas as well with the points. They're not going to win, but I'm going to take them with the points. And the reason I say that is because San Francisco's defense did give up some plays and some points here towards the end of the regular season. Not so much last week against Geno and the boys, but, uh, you know, they, look, they are a dominant football team, but I do think that the Cowboys will score enough points here. I do like the Cowboys 30 to 20. I mean, uh, the, the 49ers 30 to 27. It's a game I'm most confident in. I am probably going to bet the most on it. I'd love the 49ers in this game to cover that number. I don't think Dallas is going to come back with that same energy they had against Tampa. And the San Francisco team is just so dangerous. Even when they're not playing well, one play turns. Look at last week. It just goes from 17-17 to 41-17 and all you did was you know, light your uh, couch on fire with the hookah in that amount of time, and you come back and they're up by 40 points. That team is unbelievable. I think they're going to the Super Bowl, and that means they got to win this game, and I think they do it impressively. Give me San Francisco. I'm going with San Francisco. Okay, all right, Yousef. Let's get it done this week on all fronts, all right? I go big blue. And by the way, beautiful shirt that you're wearing today. My boss got it for me because of you guys. (laughs) Great job. Okay. All right, give him a sports minute. We'll get it over to Tiki and Tierney. Good luck this weekend. More ways than one.